What's going on, everybody? This is the MSK Show, and I'm your host, MSK. Whew, I finally nailed the intro, because Kada always interrupts me when I'm doing my freaking intro every single time. He'll be like, oh, this DC movie is fucking the best. I'm like, yeah. I didn't even say nothing, but <laughs> me out, you little whore. <laughs> What's up, Sean? How are you doing, man? Nice to meet you. I am fantastic. I've had a, a, a really busy week. Um, so the weekend was really nice. Uh, we went on a little road trip today and, uh, but everything's good. Uh, I got back and, um, you know, here I am with you two fellas. Yes, sir. So, uh, Aaron actually, um, tagged me in a tweet and then Sean was like, he was going to follow everyone. And I was like, you know, it's always nice to have people just like spread the love and follow each other and, you know, just interact with new people. Cause me, I love interacting with new people, you know, cause it brings in a different conversation, different viewpoints. Me and Sean actually talk to each other and this guy's actually um, working on a movie. <laughs> I can't think of the movie name because it might be public information for me. No, to it's, it's absolutely public information. I'm working on a new movie called Providence um, that stars Lily James, who was just mm-hmm. in um, uh, the Pam and Tommy Lee uh, series that's on Hulu and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, the guy who was uh, in Looper and The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, I played Robin. Uh, uh, but, uh, but, uh, but you know, I mean, he kind goes... Kind of played Robin. <laughs> kind of played Robin for the last little bit there. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, no, working on that. So, you know, pulling, you know, 70-hour work weeks, uh, working on that film. And, so what um, section of the film production are you a part of? actually well on every movie i do something a little bit different uh depends okay. you know because like when you watch a movie and you see all the credits and there's like 400 credits at the you know in every different departments there mm-hmm. so like you know and what i've worked on in the past i've been doing this almost 20 years now so uh, you know i've worked on um in in the pr- production aspect as far mm-hmm. as like um in the production office where there's a hub and like it's all the departments report to that department and so you get mm-hmm. to interact with the directors and the producers and all that other kind of stuff and then i have worked okay. in ac- i've worked in accounting uh, uh i did a lionsgate movie uh, for blumhouse uh, uh, okay. uh and did accounting and then i've done locations and locations is is pretty wild too because like what they do is you'll see that you'll get the script and Hmm. they'll say all right well the director wants a, a farmhouse well you have to go out and take photos of a farmhouse hmm. um principal photography s- right s- several di- well, no just several different it's just called scouting you find uh several different um farmhouses that meet the script's needs and then hmm. once the director's like that's it that's that's what i envision that's the one right there you have to go out talk to the owners broker a deal with them move them out of the house put them in a hotel tell uh, take all their stuff out of the house and put it in storage and then the set decorators will bring in all the furniture that's been selected by the art director and they'll dress the house the way the director sees he wants it or they'll have the painters come in and repaint the walls and and they do all this i mean there's so much that goes into making a movie or television show it's insane yeah and a lot so, of people don't actually know that there's a lot that goes into this it's not yeah. like you snap your fingers and it's done yeah <laughs> i mean and that's why it takes a year you know we'll shoot this movie it's a five-week shoot so we'll be Mm -hmm. done in five weeks and then it goes into post-production and the movie won't come out for a year because anytime a movie shot it's a year later that it comes out it's very rare that a movie comes out within the year that it's shot it's happened before uh movies should them do count for that because it was actually finished a while a bit ago and then they pushed it up to this year 
Which movie? Which movie? Shazam! Fury of the Gods. It was supposed to come out next year, but they pushed it up to this year because it was already wrapped in production. They said they were already finished with the movie. Well, well, that was also because you know they shot a lot of that stuff during COVID, and then everything got shut down, and so they've been able to work on post production. It's kind of like Morbius. You know, Morbius was shot, you know, mm-hmm. over oh, w- well two years ago, and then what they did was they kept finessing. If you saw the trailers, the CGI effects on the, <laughs> and, and the transformations, because the first ones that came out were just like really raw CGI, mm-hmm. and then they got better and better and better and that 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 let the movie breathe uh which was kind of cool um that you know they were able to work on the special effects a little bit on that before it came out but yeah and then i've worked um i've worked in transportation and stuff like that i the movie i did before this i was mel gibson's personal driver so i drove for several weeks yeah yeah i I drove (laughs) yeah drove for mel gibson and he was he was amazing he was a lot of fun um did he give you any scoops on lethal weapon five (laughs) he actually told he told me everything about lethal weapon five um but i know if i say anything um um, uh, uh, he'll know I said it, <laughs> um, but he's going to be direct in lethal weapon five. Uh, I, I can tell you this. Joe Pesci is not going to be in the movie. Cause he told me Joe Pesci is not going to be in the film and he's not even in the script. So we won't be getting Leo gets, uh, and that's not, I don't think that's a spoiler, you know, um, yeah. uh, Joe Pesci retired and mm-hmm. when he did the Irishman, they brought him out of retirement to do one more movie. But mm-hmm. Joe, like Mel said, Joe is very happy on the golf course. Uh, he's an avid golf player. He plays every single day. And, uh, nice, and so he won't be in the film. Uh, but the movie is probably going to be, it's going to be better. I think better than the last film, the one with Jet Li. <laughs> And I think it's going to be a really good bookend from what he described uh, the film and told me some of the aspects of the movie. You know, the first Lethal Weapon's amazing. I think this one's going to be amazing, and it'll be a good bookend uh, to the franchise. You know, where you know they uh, sequels always get a little wonky as they go on, and then it's almost yeah. like the la- it's almost like the last one's always like the last ditched effort. Yeah. And yeah. so I, think- I always tell people to praise sequels when they're good because it's really hard to take what a first movie does and then build upon what that movie does while also being your own story yeah i mean as long as 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 the fifth movie is just because it's my thing all the all the all four delete the weapon movies to me are solid like there's not a lot of movies in a row that can get it right that many times in a row absolutely rare it's Lethal weapon has done that as long as the fifth it don't need to be like spectacular don't go with a bang it just needs to be good as long as it's good i'm fine because I'll say this. I'll I don't, say th- I, you know, you don't want. I'd rather be just good than bad. I'd rather be just good. As long as it's good, it's fine. You know. I think. I think good. it's gonna. I think it's gonna be really good. And I'll say this: if if it, it, one of the things that I got excited about was like when um, James Man uh, uh, Mangold was brought on to do Indiana Jones Five because he did an amazing job with Logan. Uh, uh, and I thought to myself, well, that, that he might save the franchise with this last one by coming in and, and knocking it out of the park and giving a really good closure to Harrison Ford's Indiana Jones. Think about Logan and think about lethal weapon five. I'm not saying anything that that's spoiler, but what I'm talking about is the quality it's going to be a good bookend to the franchise and, 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 but I can't say anything more than that because, Oh my God, if Mel sees this stream or somebody gets it and they run, <laughs> run with it, Mel will cut my balls off. Uh, so, uh, I wanted to ask you this, which movie studio 
have you had the most pleasure of working for? Would it be Lionsgate? You've mentioned Universal, Warner, Disney, Paramount. Uh, I would I would have to say uh, Warner Brothers. Uh, really, my, that's a, not what a lot of people would say nowadays. <laughs> no, no. Look, Warner Brothers has been good to me. I've done a lot of Warner Brothers movies. Um, okay. And uh, I I I worked on Journey to the Mysterious Island with Dwayne the Rock Johnson and all those guys. Um, uh, I my favorite movie of all time that I've ever worked on, and I'm talking mm-hmm. about. It just had fun. How many films have you were have you were worked on across your career? Uh, in 20 years, uh, like yes. it's so many, dude, you'll have to just what check my IMDb. I'll say what 150. No, 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 no. Because you know, you, you figure one television series takes about six months to shoot. A feature film takes True. about four yeah. months. So like I'll work 30. on three, pro- three projects a year. 40. Yeah. So if you what kind you, of figure what do you do for the studio. Uh, I work in all different departments. We kind of covered a little bit of it earlier. I've worked in production. I've worked in accounting. I've worked uh, um, awesome. uh, in locations and uh, driving. It's be a dream and, and, gig, right? Dude, it's great. I mean, yeah. like, um, I, I I worked on Halloween, the 2018 reboot, the first yeah. film, right? Super I worked on the, successful. Yeah, yeah. I worked on that one, and I was a huge uh, horror fan when I was a teenager. And I, I if you'd have told me when I was like 13 or 14, when I was cringing on like going nuts on all the, uh, the Halloween films that I would actually work on a Halloween film and see Michael Myers on set and, you know, (laughs) and, and see David Gordon green, you know, who directed the movie and, and see Jamie Lee Curtis. She was super, super sweet to everybody. She's like one of the nicest people in Hollywood. If you'd have told me when I was a kid that I would have, I would have grown up and then worked on a Halloween movie, I would have said you were insane, but right. it, this is a crazy world we live in. And I just pursued my dreams and, you know, uh, uh did like that, but go, I digress. The, 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 one of the best film I ever worked on was where the Millers, <laughs> the comedy with, with Jason yeah. Sudeikis and Jennifer yeah. Aniston. I really good, I like, really I like good film. Dude, that <laughs> movie was hands down the best film uh, I, I ever worked on. Um, and, and, and I've got some other, there's some other ones that, that I've had really good sweet moments on where I've gone, wow, this is just really good. And I've worked on some of them that have been just pure hell. And you're just like, oh my God, when's this movie going to end? Or when's this TV show going to end? That's the Um, next thing I'll ask you is, you know, because you would essentially have what a lot of people want is everyone's dream job of working with like big Hollywood actors and stars and getting to work on production sets and scripts. How would someone get to that kind of field you're in, right? Because wouldn't that be some of a field where, you know, how like in, if you're familiar with the concept of esports, you know, if you're in the industry, you're in and you just are locked into that and you don't want to let anyone else in. Because you know how Hollywood is described as like a place where when you're in, you're in, but they don't let outsiders in generally. That's I, you know, I've I've helped get other the, people that I know jobs in the film industry, and they've gone on and mm-hmm. been very successful in their departments. Uh, and, and I've the also landscape's I've, changing I've, though. Yeah, I've I've also helped people get into the business, and then they really sucked and made me look bad. So, <laughs> you know, you got to pick and choose, and this is where you got to pick and choose, like who you're going to let into the the story world or uh, of this thing. And again, it, it just depends on what you want to do. You I mean if you love clothing, and you love style and fashion. You know, wardrobe department is amazing. I mean, people win Oscars for wardrobe and costumes. And so, and then, you know, and then to build even, even like Superman, when you see the behind the scenes on how they build, you know, in the, the man of steel, like the fabrics and everything that they picked out with all the embroidery yeah. and all the, I mean, dude, dude this stuff is like, I, I worked on Swamp Thing. Um, oh, uh, the no, series. no, yeah. no. <laughs> 
Are you kidding yeah. me? No, no, I worked on Swamp Thing. I'm the biggest advocator for bringing that show back. Yeah, I could, dude, I could tell you everything that went down, man. I mean, I, I would, would love to hear it. Like, I would, I would love to hear I that. Bring you on. And well, I, I, I don't want to talk about Swamp. I don't, I want you guys to talk too. I don't want to dominate the conversation. No, 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 no you're no. fine, man. I okay. use the hashtag bring Swamp Thing back at least. <laughs> I feel like I'm the only one that needs to be in the, they need so, to. Well, wait, wait. Well, I did have a serious question about the Swamp Thing thing. So, yeah. It was really the uh, the issues with the because uh, the reports that came out it was uh, it was the fact that uh, the for the set they couldn't afford like yeah the swamp filming on the location because because that show costed too. a lot the show cost problems. the show cost a ton of money and I'll tell you um, I think if we would have finished originally we were supposed to do fourteen episodes fourteen that's what it was yeah and uh, when we started filming episode. Uh, like nine, nine and a half. Um, they, they, they actually shut the show down for two weeks so that they could uh, uh, tweak the scripts and everything <laughs> and cut it down to ten episodes. Listen, guys, when the DC Cinematic Universe app, remember the app? Yeah, remember the yeah, app, I remember right? that. Yeah, because that's where Titans came from. Doom Patrol came from. Doom Star Patrol, Titans, Star Star Girl. Yeah. Um, and Stargirl ended up – I knew before it even happened, Stargirl was going to the CW network. We all knew. They told, I mean, we knew as crew what was going on. Right. And what happened was when they launched that app, the whole time they started spending uh, – Doom Patrol was $4 million an episode. Um, Titans, $4 million an episode, even though they were shooting in, in Vancouver. Yeah. Um, uh, Doom Patrol was shot in Atlanta. Uh, uh, Stargirl shot in Atlanta. Um uh, and Swamp Thing, we were dumped. They were dumping so much money uh, uh, on Swamp Thing. Uh, they uh, all said and done. If we if we would have shot the entire fourteen episodes, it would have been eighty four million dollars. Wow, so okay. And uh, uh, just to give you an idea, the 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 creature costume, right? Mm. That Derek Mears wore. Yep. Uh, yeah. th they developed a brand new technology that never existed. To, so that he could uh, not didn't turn into a soupy mess, and it, his suit weigh a ton from all the uh, prosthetics and everything Prosthetic, that was going yeah. on because he had to go into the. I mean, they built. Sound How stage, long was he in? Was he in makeup each day? I mean, it took for. I mean, he would go I, in I would early, say, three yeah, in the morning or something hours. like that, and they would just they would just apply this stuff, and it looked you know, so good though. It was mostly the head because like everything else could be zipped on like a suit. It was like a wetsuit. Right. But then the head is the makeup. Like, yeah, uh, it was pretty wild. Uh, I've got f friends of mine that you know they 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 worked in special effects and they. But anyway, my point is the the um, uh, the suit had its own producer and its own light item, uh -huh. lot separate line item on the show. It was so expensive, so they had the episode budget that was amateurized over the over the course of the, the, the show. So if you, the, the laboratory that they built that what they do is every time it's going to appear in a show, if it costs, you know, X amount of dollars to build that, they spread that cost out over the episodes of the show of how many times it's going to be featured. Then that gives you an idea of how right. much things are going to cost. Exactly. But the suit itself was a separate, it was a separate thing on its own that had nothing to do with the actual budgets of the show yeah. because it was so expensive to do. And, um, and, and, you know, they, they were going to do a spinoff with, um, uh, the, uh, uh, the blue devil. Um, you know, that would have been cool, dude. I mean, they were trying to make a full like universe, but here guys, look, I'll get back to the then HBO max fucked everything up. HBO max came along, but here's the kicker. The DC Cinematic Universe app 
had only had when it launched with Titans and all this stuff, 160,000 subscribers. Yeah, it was minuscule. Okay, so 160,000 times $75 for the year is nothing. And so when you've got Doom Patrol at 4 million a budget, you've got Titans at 4 million a budget, you got Swamp Thing at 6 million uh per episode. Uh you know, you you there was no way to pay for any of it. And then Warner Brothers did the as soon as Warner Brothers did the deal with JJ Abrams and Bad Robot, which was a $500 million development deal, yeah. like 2 weeks later Swamp Thing was like Cut was down. Banned. Was yep. cut down. Ooh. And um, I think with they the... canceled it. What they, they canceled it right right around the first episode airing, right? They canceled it before. Yeah, right when right the first before, episode, right? episode, episode aired, aired, aired canceled. They canceled <laughs> it. Then, what? You know. I think and then you watch. I think the, with the DC app, the you know, I, I like the idea of the DC app. Yeah, well, comics. It's, it's not a. But it was but, comics too. But That's you, that you got. You got. You, you got to remember when when Warner Brothers knew they were launching HBO Max, and yeah. then you start seeing like Disney Plus, and they've got their Marvel logo within yeah. all their content. They're like, oh yeah. well, we could just why even have this platform that no one's watching when we yeah, can just put, put a Marvel, Max. a DC logo here, and then everybody will go to HBO Max and watch right. it. Yeah, and that's yeah. actually what it came down to. It came down to a business decision. But uh, I, I, I'll tell you this. You know, J.J. Abrams and Bad Robot still has their $500 million um, uh, uh, deal, but I have a funny feeling if you've noticed, I don't know if you've noticed since Discovery and Warner have merged, they've been, they've canceled seven shows on the CW. Because yeah, I want to ask you that. They're getting That's ready the, to, yeah. they're getting ready to, sp they're selling the CW. The, the, That's the, the thing. Wait, wait, don't, yeah. go, don't go off too far yet. Oh. Because the problem, and the, the real shitty thing with Swamp Thing was it got canceled and then you watch the series and it, in my opinion, it was the best out of the the four. Oh my god! And Hands and down. Even even getting cut down by <laughs> five episodes or whatever it was, it was still the best show, dude. Best hands quality. down. Yeah, god, what I what so I what I what I loved was when they and you know when they put it on the CW and they cut out a lot of the horror aspects to it. They cut it down. Yeah. Remember when it ran on the CW? It ran on the CW. Yep. And then they did the Arrowverse like crossover, and they had the yeah, one it was shot in, of, of it was of, in crisis. Yeah, it was in crisis. You yeah. know, like I thought, wow, okay, well maybe there was a lot of people going, well maybe, maybe they're going to bring it back. And um, you know, originally the show was supposed to shoot in Louisiana, and yeah, it was and place. they decided it was smarter. We in here in Wilmington, North Carolina, we we've made three hundred and fifty. Iron Man three was exclusively shot in Wilmington, North Carolina, and. Uh, we, we've made, we've done huge, huge movies here and we have soundstage 10 at Screen Gem Studios, Wilmington is the largest soundstage on the East coast with a tank and everything at the, you know, uh, for, for water stuff. And they built a giant tank. I've got photos on my Facebook page of all the, the sets, like with the lights turned on and the, the, the swamp that they created was the lar largest thing I've ever seen in, in the history of my right. filmmaking experience. And um, that's why um, it looks so great, though, because it was oh my God, actual it, dude, it wasn't CGI. No, dude, it was insane. It yeah. was like I said, the costume was insane. Derek Mears is the nicest guy you'll ever meet in the world. Yeah. And like he was so crushed because like we all we all thought when we were when, uh, here's something else people don't know. When the Swamp Thing first went into production, the crew was all told we have a five season arc. Oh! <laughs> right. And there were a lot of crew members that went out. After episode two, 
and bought brand new Ford fucking houses. They were like, they were like, man, we're going to be rocking. I'll have this truck paid off in two years, man. I'll just keep going. And then they pulled the plug out and people so were like, pissed. people were like, I got a brand new truck. What the fuck am I going to do with it now? Like, I mean, that was the shit. <laughs> Immediately back to through. the dealership. And it's, yeah. by the way, My, if you bring a car back the next day, it's depreciated by like 10,000. <laughs> Good God. Yeah. So, Good God. <laughs> well, luck, luckily, you know, we had other shows that came into town and, and, yeah. and we all survived, but we were like, we thought we had, it was gold. Struck it's like, gold, yeah. you know, it's like I'm on an Amazon studios. I start after I finished the movie I'm working on now. Uh, in, in six weeks, I'll be on this Amazon Studios uh, series. Now, we shot, it's called The Summer I Turn Pretty. It's kind of a, a teen drama thing. thing. Right. But the bottom line is we shot, uh, they greenlit it for three seasons. And it's based on three books. So each season is one book. Mm -hmm. So I knew like, and Amazon's got more money than God. So when, when <laughs> I got on that show, I was like, oh, well, I'm good for three years. And sure enough, you know, the the the, the sh first season starts airing next week, next month. And then we go into production you know, in the next couple of uh, the next month or so, they're going to build some sets and do some things. So we'll be doing some pre-production work before we go into actual mm -hmm. principal photography. But, you know, sometimes you, you find out um, uh, before the pandemic, uh, I was on Lost Boys, the pilot, they were doing Lost Boys for the CW network, you know, based yep. on the old eighties, eighties show. Yep. And um, we, we filmed uh, one day and then the pandemic hit and they shut the, shut it down. And we were told on that show, this is the lost boys. They're they're. It's going to go five seasons, you know? And we were like, and I went, you know what? I don't oh, come on. Warner Brothers, Cause anymore. it's a Warner brothers. It was a Warner brothers thing. It was going to be on CW network. But again, <laughs> Warner brothers is, has been absolutely fantastic to me. And I mm -hmm. think Warner brothers is amazing and they take really good care of their people as far as their crew goes. Yeah. And, 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 I, I've got no gripes with them other than, I've you know, to, creative many, choices yeah. are always, I think people need to keep creative choices and writers separate from the actual people that are in the yeah. credits at the end, you know, that actually I, I, make it work. You know, I've, I've talked to many actors that, that have nothing but good things to say about Warner brothers. It's really yeah. the Snyder fandom that got shafted. It's, you know, it's yeah. A, yeah it, I, and it was a terrible situation and a lot of people involved with it subsequently were, affected by it well, so we'll, we'll see what happens yeah exactly i we'll, i we'll see I, what love, I still love warner brothers i i think that there are obviously a couple of kinks in the chain but i mean well the, the axe the axe has been coming down i don't know if you guys are paying attention there's a lot oh, of, of axes coming yeah. down yeah so they've been uh the cw i've been a i've been watching the cw since it was the wb you know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah. Supernatural is my 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 favorite. I I live and breathe mm -hmm. Supernatural. Yeah, we were so excited that was supposed to the 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 Winchester, the, the Winchester was was supposed Woo! to film here in my hometown. They scouted <laughs> because again, like Warner Brothers makes so much stuff in Wilmington, North Carolina, that they went and they scouted here, and then they ultimately went Not to Vancouver, Louisiana. Right? No, they're in Louisiana. They're shooting in Louisiana, um, because there's a, the the Walker Texas Ranger or Walker. Oh, they Texas. are. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's yeah, shot in right. louisiana as well yeah, and right. because he's an executive producer of uh the yep. the other show they could go back and forth you know from sets those two guys you know the two you leads. know what's funny so is gotham knights it has misha collins in it and he's playing harvey dent so all three shows mm. that were greenlit have some sort of tie to supernatural yeah that's, that's great that's great yeah. those guys are all good They're they do they do great people. work i wanted to ask oh, you a lot of the with a lot of changes i've been seeing especially with Warner Brothers, especially for the CW stuff, has been like, Eesh. I've been in favor of. 
So, you know, I've <laughs> really been against them. I've really against a lot of changes. But, but, but listen, I mean, but, one I mean, of the. But, but, but Sean, you said it earlier, which kind of confirmed it. So they are actually selling the CW for sure. It's like they're for yeah. sure. Yeah, okay. they're trying to spin that off. I will ask you this. No, no, you don't have to say who's going to buy it, but do they have a potential buyer that is ready with the money on hand, or are they still kind oh, of no. playing their options? No, I don't have any of that. Uh, I'll buy them for like a, I, two cheeseburgers. No, no, no. I will. All right. That, then that this is question channel? I have. I'm not sure how much you know, but I do have this question. Yeah. If they are selling the CW, will majority of that DC stuff be going to HBO Max? If you possibly know that, because they have a Netflix deal too, where their shows that they end, they go to Netflix and they air their shows sometimes too. What yeah. I what I would think all of them. What I would think is at some point those things will go into the fold. But if you pay attention to what HBO Max does, like they they do a lot of like what Netflix does, where they they sell their shows to other streaming networks or to yeah. run on television. So <laughs> what I what I would say is. And again, I'm not in any boardroom. I don't know. I don't have any insight. But what I would say is um, you'll see things come on and off the platform of HBO Max as yeah, things yeah. progress. Because you look like the the Matrix uh, revolution or whatever that last one was. I didn't even see it. But the the it, it jumped. It just came returned back to HBO Max because it had yeah, they, it, they it was on it. And like then they Aquaman, then, Joker, then right. Right. So, um, you TBS know, TBS is a Warner company, too, right? I think yeah, because they they play mm -hmm. a lot of the they play Supernatural, they play all the movies. I think I, I I believe TBS is a Warner company, so they do have another channel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you look at everything that under the Warner Brothers or now Warner Brothers Discovery uh, uh, umbrella, it's it's a ton of stuff. So yeah, it's yeah. really big. But the yeah. CW, the CW's got market value, but I, I I in my opinion, cable channels are losing their value in general. Um, well, yeah, because everybody, because everyone's streaming. I mean, yeah, you know, exactly. uh, but, but again, like if you look at like just the United States alone and the CW is, you know, Canada, I mean, it's the, it's, that's why they call it yep. the CW. But, um, but if you think about it, um, you know, like Disney has 137, 138 million subscribers. Now we got 330 million people in the country. But if you think about it, we have about 128 million people uh, full full time employed in this country. So yeah. the people that are full time employed are are paying for streaming services. Now the question is, are they going to continue to pay for the streaming services plus cable? Because if you think about how much cable is, and then if you get all the streaming services, you're already at the cost of cable. So right. it's like yeah. it's, it's, only, it's only a matter of time until cable like fully phases out. It's still there. I know people with some with cable still. Yeah, but cable is a die. It, it it it's a it's a it's, it's a like the newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for yeah. real, for like real though. I'm not even joking. Uh, another really decade like and cable will be like phased out. Just give another decade and cable will be like. I think the only thing keeping cable now is what sports. That's it. That's the only thing that's ever been keeping them around all these many years of sports. That's it. And yeah, now, and, it sports, and you also have some people like I know. So I would say a lot of older people that I, that I know. Yeah, that's that, what, that's they, why they're really, they're yeah. used to cable, and that's the only thing they'll really get. And they're like with streaming and stuff. They were yeah, they yeah. they're they're actually a lot of the older people like them trying to use streaming stuff because they have trouble themselves using the internet art as it is. And Absolutely, something like cable is so much more easier for them. So they have 
those type of people. Yeah, and you're gonna it, uh, you're gonna yeah. have those people, but it's eventually they'll be phased out over right. a generation. Right. Because it's funny, I, I said, my wife and I we went to Myrtle Beach today to meet up with some friends we haven't seen since before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's been a couple of years, and w- there was a lot of uh, Harley Davidsons mm-hmm. everywhere because there was some sort of bike rally going on. And I, if you looked at all the people riding the motorcycles, they're all like big time boomers like they're and 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 harley davidson's struggling because their demographic is dying off and none of the younger generations want harleys like they don't want those motorcycles so like they who are you going to sell the motorcycles to it's the same thing with cable like as soon as those people that you know like the user-friendly thing of cable that are in their 60s and 70s you know as soon as they start dying off you're just going to yeah. have generations of us that were raised with. That's the thing, dude, you know, is yeah. all of those networks on cable, those would be actually like valuable content pieces for any streaming service to pick up. Or if the network or if the studio that already owns that will just take them in. So even if cable dies, that's still more content for the streaming platforms right there. You yeah, know? absolutely. I mean, you look at what Amazon did when they purchased MGM for $13 billion. I mean, they, got, <laughs> they got the entire MGM library and then they just started dumping it all on Amazon Prime for free. And mm-hmm. it's just another way to hook people people in to keep Mm -hmm. so if you look at it like sony doesn't have a a streaming service neither do those universal studios so all the movies that universal studios has they all they're doing is selling the rights for their movies to stream on other services some people some people can't afford to create the platform i mean you're talking three four hundred million dollar investment sony made a deal with netflix so if sony's movies go out after a certain period point time in the theater they get their movies so sony's like instead of creating our own streaming service we'll just license our stuff which makes sense because people will pay top dollar for that well i guess but again again, like to start a streaming service has cost 300 million or less to get the servers and to get the content and all this kind of stuff and a lot of them are like i don't know like the united artists they're like we don't want to spend that kind of money we don't have it so yeah, they'll just license it. It's, it makes sense. So what what I think you'll start seeing is you start seeing things combined. So it'll be like Universal will will tag along with somebody else, and then Sony will mm. tag along with somebody else, like they have with Netflix, Sony. But um, yeah, it's it's because not everybody good. can do it. What is the most underrated position on a movie production? Whether it be a second unit producer, second unit director, actually screenwriter. Dude production assistants pas man because i was one for quite a few years because that's how you work your way up okay you know it's funny one of the things people always say is they say they tell all the crew members be nice to the pas because one of those days they may be your boss (laughs) and this is true because pas will come in production assistants and they have dreams of being producers or cameramen or cinematographers and then they move into the departments that they like and then then you'll see as they their knowledge grows and all that kind of stuff so never mess with the pas and the pas are the lowest people on the totem pole they get paid the least Mm-hmm. And they have five thousand a year, thirty thousand. Yeah, th- about yeah, about thirty-five thousand a year. I mean, you're looking at like eight hundred and fifty dollars a week. But then when yep. you take taxes out, it's like six hundred bucks a week, yeah. right? But so it's like twelve dollars an hour is what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. But the idea of being a PA is kind of like people that work for minimum wage. The idea is like when you work in a company, you move your way up, and that's what they do. PAs don't stay PAs too long before mm-hmm. they start to move up. But um, they also, you know, you're you're working 70, 80 hours hours a week as a production assistant and you're you're only getting you know 850 a week so they're getting less than background actors right 
Yeah, well, some and some. Well, no, background actors will get like uh, sixty dollars for eight hours, so they get paid really less, and that's why a lot of background people oh now, unless it's in California and New York, where <laughs> background acting is unionized, but in mm -hmm. most states it's not unionized, so they pay poverty because really it's just you know you sit there and you read a book and you may do five minutes worth of work all day for a fourteen-hour day, twelve-hour day, <laughs> you know, and but the PAs, man, the PAs are the the heart and soul of movies and mm -hmm. they're 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 taken for granted a lot producers a lot of times as they're, they're looking at their budgets if they got to cut something somewhere they'll be like oh well we'll cut those pas send them home and it's like man dude you're gonna save what 300 bucks for the day for the week or something by sending somebody home halfway through the week you know mm -hmm. it's like cut cut the stupid stuff that you're spending money on like like i've, I've seen them spend ludicrous amounts of money on the dumbest things and then try to cut out the cheapest labor on the show mm -hmm. and 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 you just you know you just it's have you ever been on set with a, a like like a director that's well known and he has he got a big movie attached to him yeah have you ever seen a director feel pressure on the movie set he's on to, mm -hmm. to make the best movie to the point where he's like maybe being a little more agitated because, you know, people say, like, directors have been, like, toxic in the past. No, you know? dude, they, they never say no to directors, whatever they want. I've okay. never I've never in 20 years been on a show where a director didn't get what he wanted, no matter what it was. Really? Okay. Oh, yeah. They How just, do you think the best effective way of getting that without coming off? You know, nowadays people use the word toxic, you know? No, no. What I'm what I'm getting at is like like if the producers know that, like, oh, my God, we're going to spend $30,000 on a on a piano. Why can't props just build a fake one, like to make it? And Ooh, right, actually, yeah. and and then the director's like, "No, I have to have this baby grand that that I saw in Times Square." And they're like, <laughs> "And they're like, okay, just get it and put it on a plane for thirty thousand dollars and fly it here." Like, I've seen that, and and then I've seen stuff like that be filmed and never make it into the movie. Mm -hmm. And so you're like, "Wow, they just spent thirty grand on something like that, and it didn't even make it into the cut. Didn't even make the bonus features, the deleted scenes. Are you crazy? I mean, there's <laughs> there's there's crazy stuff like that that happens on movies like that too. Yeah, you know. But I, I've never seen I've never seen directors that that hmm. that most of the time the directors are the nicest people in the world. But again, I've I have not worked with James Cameron, and I hear he can be a little bit of a he's a perfectionist. So he's a little bit of a tyrant. <laughs> And he expects everyone to know what he's thinking. And um, I've got some friends that have worked on some stuff with Jim. And mm. they say he, the way he thinks is everyone should know what he's thinking. And if you don't, then you're not you're not there with him. And Would you like, ever want to direct a movie or TV show episode in the future? I mean, I've directed I, – I co-directed a feature film uh, called okay. Butchered. was a movie that I, I produced. And I've got one that's in development right now that um, – Okay, congrats, man. That, that, okay. I, that I'm working on. Yeah, so it's uh, – you know, I, I love – I directed a short film that was really, really cool. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you know, you learn so much. And that's one of the reasons why I got into the film industry because, you know, I started as an actor. And I still act from time to time. But uh, you make way more money uh as a crew member you know i i can make i make six figures as a crew member yeah. where um the 85 percent of all actors in hollywood only do three gigs a year and 
for about $3,000, 85%. The other 15% are Tom Cruise, Nicole Kidman, all your celebrities, Dwayne The Rock. They're the ones that make the bulk of the money, but all the people that's like cash register number five, like the guy, <laughs> or or the, the the guy, you know, walking the dog that says, good morning, and walks by the main <laughs> actor. Those are like people struggling to get to that next level. And they usually only work three projects a year and and most of the time they're starving and waiting tables and yeah doing all that that's kind of the stuff. Thing. and so say, like, how do you get more work it's like because directing in this kind of it, it, this is just basically high paid commission work at the end of the day we are kind of just waiting for the next big thing to come up and you're trying waiting to sell for that product, right Ex yeah exactly exactly but like for for crew members it's blue collar work i mean these are mm. these are electricians these are carpenters these are special effect guys these are pyro guys these are lighting guys technicians grips gaffers uh, even even catering like is it's like it's a full-time job to feed 200 crew members every day two meals a day you know they're just they're they've got their own budgets and they're doing their things i mean the 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 food spreads are amazing on these shows. You never have to worry about going hungry um, mm -hmm. on movie sets. It's, it's, it's fantastic. They really take care of their, their crew and we make living wages that we can actually buy houses and buy cars and, and, mm -hmm. and not feel stressed. But you know, whenever there's a shutdown, like That's COVID was the case though. It's well, it is well, it depends. If you're I've, good, if you're good at your job, you'll roll right over to another show. If you're not good at your job, no, 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 I'm saying you won't. Like for working conditions, there was there's been many uh, uh, strikes against it. Actually, yeah, you know, I mean, we work long hours. Like, uh, like I'll get up, I'll get up at four in the morning on Monday uh, to be at work an hour before the shooting call, and the shooting call will be seven a.m. So I've got to drive across town, get uh, like right now I'm driving for the set decorators. So I've got a five ton truck because I have a commercial driver's license and all the stuff that we need. I have to get down We're we're filming this whole movie in Southport, which is about 40 minutes away. So like my day starts two hours before everyone else's day. And so that's why my days can be 15 hours long. Uh, and, but again, like directors will work 120, 130 hours a week because they're, they're, they're having to come up with shot lists and, and all this kind of stuff. Like even when we wrap, they're, they're busy looking at the dailies from the day before that, that are processed and sent via, uh, they, they can pull it up on a monitor and watch all the stuff they filmed in case they got to go back and find and, and fix something or reshoot something. And so like a director and a, and a cinematographer, their days don't end. Like they, they, they literally, it's like they're, they're insane, uh, until the end of the film. And then literally they collapse and like they're carried off and, but then if their movie's a hit, then it's like, okay, I'll, let's do it all over again. It, dude, the people that work in the film industry, we're all crazy. We're all a little crazy. Just a little um, crazy. Yeah, because yeah. to be fair, you are judged off of your homework is whatever TV show episode you put out, the show you're working on, the movie you're working on. Like you're literally judged. Your 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 entire career is judged. So if you made a bad movie right now, now mm -hmm. it's a bit, you know the audience is a bit different now. If you made a bad movie right now, your entire career is judged by that. Even if you made five critically acclaimed movies, you won like probably like 20 Oscars, doesn't matter what, what your Joseph is right now. Because people on Twitter will go like, Steven Spielberg hasn't made anything good since X year. James Cameron hasn't made anything good well, since X year. I think it, well, Sean, well, this is why I had this question. Like, go ahead. Okay. He's talking about, not really a question, but, well, yeah, it is a question. Do you think based off like the certain, let's say someone is a, doing a, a movie, they're adapting something, you know, like most movies are ad adaptations. Say they're adapting a movie that has a very huge IP attached, whether it be DC, Marvel, or anything in general. 
Do you think there's a lot more writing on those type of movies with what it's uh associated with and like you have to really like get it right and if you don't you know well i mean to, compared to like let's say someone does like a original movie where original story original characters the the studios don't like risk and that's why they keep rebooting and re and sequels they and sequels and remakes they, yeah. they, do, they don't like risk you know they don't like risking on new stuff but I mean, the fans can, and look, first of all, let me, let me, let me, let me just say this. They don't really care too much about how we scream about things on the internet. They just don't. I they, tell people that they don't. If you call don't. me crazy. <laughs> nah, dude, they don't. They don't care because in the end it's called show business. Not show friends. Not it's all about money. It's all about yeah. what they can monetize, what they can do. So if they take know. an IP and they reboot it, and let's say they only make sixty percent of what the first movie that came out twenty years earlier made, it's still a success to them because they made sixty percent. They're looking at the dollar signs because you have investors who pay into this stuff. You have production companies who have to make their money back. Yeah, you know, it, it's all a money game at the end of the day. I, I will say there have been rare instances in the business where they actually listen to the fans. I would say. Tim Miller with Sonic was a was a huge yes. when that when that first trailer came out and the outcry came out. Yeah, that was huge. I've never seen in all the times that I've been on shows and, and movies where they listened to the audience and went, oh, shit, we're going to have to spend money to fix this or this movie's going to tank. Yeah, well, that caused a visual. This, this is why. No, no, no. They, 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 they took an icon and they mutilated it. They, they just they. They took Sonic <laughs> and then just butchered him. I didn't know what that was. I was like, what but, is this creature? But think about it. I've never it. seen this creature before. It was so abnormal. What they try to do is they say, okay, let's take something. And how is it going to look in the real world if we adapt it, right? right? And then they were like, well, let's make it more like an animal and not like the cartoon character. You know, and that was a mistake. And they, they, and they knew that this was going to be a huge franchise for them. And if they got it wrong, they, they, they would be, it, it, people was, it would, was dead, it was dead on arrival. And look what they did. Look what they did when the fans spoke up. I'm a huge Sonic fan. Like, yeah, I'm a huge fan. Like, when I got into Sonic, look at it, we shouldn't look at it like, uh, oh shit, they fucked up. We should look at it like, damn, they knew how to take the L and 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 capitalize on yeah. it. But but you said the word capitalize. They cared about we're gonna lose money on this. We want to make big money. Yeah, we got to yeah, get but it. But right. also in the process, they, did, they, 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 they screwed over the visual effects studio in the process. You know, the visual effects studio again. Like, look. It, it's not really screwing over them because they were doing what they were told. They were given storyboards. They were given what the character was supposed to look like in the development phase. They were just, they were just there. They had the hand up the puppet's ass. Mm. Figuratively mm. speaking, they had nothing to do with how that thing looked. Right. That was made it that way. They're the ones who are, that was the, I don't know who it is. I'm not trying to figure out who it is. And uh, no, yeah, no, I know that, but, but I'm they're not, the ones who is like mainly a fault for making that design. In a, but in they a, also were the ones that they fixed it. Yeah. So yeah. you can't, you can't blame the CGI guys. Cause they, once they oh, yeah, were, no, no, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. Bl I'm blaming yeah. the people yeah. in charge. Yeah. But because of their mess up, then the visual effects studio took the hit. They're closed now because of it. Well, 
I don't. He's their he's their agent right now. That's why he's getting. I mean, but I'm, but I'm, I'm but you know I'm glad when that happened. It's I like how much it made me realize like dang the audience really likes Sonic. Like when that happened, I didn't realize how much people care because I thought honestly what I thought I, I thought people was just gonna be like ah it's whatever just let it let it go let the movie come out yeah. we don't care. yeah we don't care I love that people cared because like care. yeah. Sonic as a franchise I've I've been there through all of it. We've been up and down with some stuff. Like we haven't, been the most, yeah. we haven't been as we haven't been as the franchise has not been as consistent as something like Mario with the with their audience as far as games and stuff. But mm-hmm. to just get this breath of fresh air and for people to care this much about it, oh yeah. like, wow. And it's making bad. I, I, was, and, and I, was, I was amazed. The, the, and again, remember show business, dude. It's uh, but I'll tell you this: like uh, my friend, I have a friend Julian who's knows the guy who did the CGI mustache removal for justice league. Uh, okay. oh oh so uh sean real quick i had a question about that just oh. to confirm like because it was a while back tom cruise was the reason that wasn't tom cruise the reason that told much has had to stay on and they couldn't cut it filming mission impossible i remember tom cruise was going to sue well he was already the mustache I, I don't off, know off i don't I, I can't say i know the, the 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 behind the scenes other than what was reported that he was already on mission impossible and yeah. they didn't want to put That's a fake true. they didn't want to shave off his mustache and then put a fake one on because they felt it wouldn't match right mm-hmm. okay but because of the time constraints you know they well we'll cgi it out the guy who did the CGI work, he was given 24 hours to do all the shots. Now, see, people don't know that. Like, so if he was, if he would have been given, you're already here first, guys. <laughs> if if he if he would have been given like five weeks, yeah, it, it would have been turn, so much better. Would have turned out better. And now but, Netflix owns the rights to Henry Cavill's face. I don't know that that was even a thing that could be possible until I heard that. I was like, okay, yeah. yeah well, Mark Mark Hamill signed his rights off uh, for his likeness to. <laughs> Star Wars in perpetuity uh, back when he did um, it was The Last Jedi he signed off so they can use Luke Skywalker his likeness and all that kind of stuff For and he's I think it was a I think he got a flat five million dollars a bag he got the bag for that oh my and goodness I think I think that's what I had heard I could be wrong with the number but I he did he was his face it, they, he said from now on you'll they'll, they'll always put your face on somebody else and you know, right and the but you know, and I think you know you're going to see a lot of actors do that. Uh, they'll start because that's big money. So that's the thing I wanted to to ask you because earlier you mentioned studios really don't care about a lot of the fan outcry on the internet. Is there a particular reason for that? Or I always thought it was like I I don't know if you're into, you're into sports because it's because there, there's this thing about sports where there's a saying where if you think like a fan, you're to be in the fan in the stands with the fans. You know, no, so, abs- look, absolutely, they think they know everything. <laughs> that's that's it that's and the, the model and, and the problem is a lot of the people at the top mm-hmm. are just paper pushers they don't even know how to make a movie yeah they just signed the checks that's it they, they signed the checks that's <laughs> why uh i remember when some news came out that um it had to do with man of steel and uh some some of the executives some some of the big wigs at the top was like uh you know they, they had they was asking about you know the the explosion of krypton and they're asking, like, you know, why, why is, why are you blowing up Krypton and stuff? Because they didn't know nothing about the Superman like mythos, they and so many people were shocked. Know. And I was like, nah, it was the, it was the, they said, don't destroy his ship 
because he needs the way to get back to. to yeah, yeah, it was that. It was that. And everybody 30 was minutes so, blowing that shit up. Right. And everybody was so shocked. And like everybody was so shocked by it. And I was like, well, what you expect? These people don't know this stuff. They yeah, hire people they don't, that they don't know about it. this stuff. Like I, was, I heard that news. I wasn't even shocked because I'm like, <laughs> I mean, well, you, okay. you guys, guys, guys stuff, stuff that goes on like that I've seen behind the scenes on yeah. shows. There are so many people that are above you that have no clue. So, right. so it would be a fair assumption to say that, that they, they don't know about these kind of place. things like the fans do. Like there's just a there's just a basically a general audience person that just wants to make money. That's kind that, of my and, favorite and, one was uh the producer for WandaVision when she was talking in an interview and she was like, I don't even know who Mephisto, Mephisto was until after the production ended. And it was just like mm. uh, uh. <sighs> But that's why you have someone like Kevin Feige. Of course. Okay. You you have to find those people like Dave Filoni that get groomed by by Lucas. And I know oh, that's a weird too. term now. Everyone's calling that a weird term, but <laughs> he's but, great. But you know, you you have to find those people that are passionate, like, like John Favreau. And, and, and but they're so rare. Yeah. They're so rare. Yeah. You know, so. Even honestly, even like I, I, I know everyone hates it, but Jeff Johns, he knows what the fuck he's talking about. He's just maybe not a people person. He he is one of the most knowledgeable people about which which is why it blows my mind that, that he acts the way he, he does. Yeah. Things so wrong uh yeah. in, 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 in how his process works, man. I don't know. I don't get it. But again, like money corrupts people. Absolutely. You know, every time, you know, every time, doesn't matter. <laughs> Most times, so, yeah, yeah. So, so Vishen had a question. He says, "I mean, when you really look at it, it's all about money. Everyone is trying to copy Marvel, thinking it's going to give them success, but it's not going to do that if you don't have it." Does that is that a model or something the studios follow? It's like if if Disney is doing this very well with Marvel, does Paramount go, "Okay, we want to try that, and we'll see if that works for us." Well, look, what, try that with the Dark Universe, and that didn't really work out too well. <laughs> no, and look, look what they again. I think they. DC should have just copied Marvel's plan, but because they were already so many movies in, it's 18 movies in before they started coming up with the Snyderverse and all that, if you will, they, they all said, well, let's bring all of our superheroes together and then we'll spin them off to do their solo movies instead of what Marvel yeah, did, which was have all the solo movies up. and then bring them together. Let's just yeah. do the opposite. But when you, that's like working backwards. And backwards, yeah. That's, that, uh, thank that you. All right. Wait a minute. No. Thank you, Sean. Even you understand this. Yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness. Thank yeah. you. Thank no, you. But, no, but I'll no. tell you. What I think you know what I. I, that is I like working backwards. Thank you. You said it best. Working yeah. backwards, and that's and, the and, problem. And Marvel that's the problem. And forward, and DC was working backwards, and nobody can un understand this. I think James Gunn could be the Kevin Feige of the DC universe going forward, and I wouldn't mm -hmm. be surprised if something like that kind of news breaks in the next six to eight months. Now, I, I ask you, do you think he has the skills to be that kind of a figure and still, you know, right. do what he's absolutely. doing? Okay. Ab absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of people I mean, say, well, if you're, if you're this guy, you can't be this guy. But it's like, no, you can be both. You, you can be both. Work on both. The thing is, Kevin Feige just that rare example where it just happens to work out in his favor. You know? Yeah, was, and, and well, look, I Kevin like James Gunn. It's just personally for me. I don't want his type of style to touch every single character. Yeah, one of the th you know, with the, I with like like Peacemaker. I loved it. Um, Guardians one, I kind of like it. Yeah, it's the Suicide Squad. I liked it, but it's like for 
those type of characters and stuff, like those underrated characters he does, I want him to do keep doing stuff like that, like bringing them out because those underrated characters deserve to get spotlight compared to the po- more popular ones that we always well, with the with by the way, with with Zach, he he knew that he couldn't do what Marvel did. Like he he was only given, you know, he had enough time. He had an arc that he we were being shown the Justice League through Bruce Wayne's eyes. Yeah, of course he didn't do all the the solos. I wouldn't say he was working backwards though, but he definitely got screwed in his in his in his arc what he was originally going to do. I blame it more on the studio for for the interference. Yeah, and, and I mean, I of course I, it would, and I don't want. Well, I don't. I don't think it would have been bad though to do it. The Mar. It's not bad to even copy Marvel in a sense, as long as you're original in your attempt at it, right? You don't just stick to exactly like the the Marvel formula. I think in the in the format that because what they did was they kind of did it the way the comic books did it. You introduce your solo characters, oh, yeah, and yeah, eventually and, and, and they course. team up, and then like that's what they should have done. As far as like how dark they want to be, light, whatever, that's different. But as far but if as you look, you look at what Zach did, Zach, you know, Zach, Zach did introduce Wonder Woman within that universe. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I love that. Right? And, and then he was the executive show. producer on the first Wonder Woman, which was the best one, I mean, so yeah, far. Like, yeah. And, and, you know, I think people forget when they made the announcement of Justice League at Comic Con, it was supposed to be Justice League one and two. Or one and part two, yeah. That part one and part two. Yeah. And that's that's why when people were shocked that there was four hours worth of footage, it's like, guys, he was shooting two movies simultaneously, like they did Back to the Future two and three. They shot it at the same time. Like, how did you how did people not think that there was because I remember there was this all the oh, there's no Snyder cut, there's no extended, there's no, and it's like, dude, he was they had given him $350 million to shoot two movies. So it was like 180, 150 million a piece is what he was trying to shoot the movie for. So when when Warner Brothers again show business started to panic because they were seeing all, all these things, they were worried $1. because of the darkness, like because Batman versus Superman underperformed, they were like, let's cut our losses, cut it down to one movie, and maybe we'll make the 350 million back. Yeah. And it and it didn't work. It's like fucking um, and so, you know, but again, like I, I, I'm just baffled every time I hear people say that they, they, they didn't even think there was any footage. Like, dude, they announced at Comic Con it was gonna be a two part movie. Yeah, it was crazy. It didn't exist. Wait, well, it was really Sean, I have a, movie. <laughs> it's right. I, I have a question. Do you think, in regards to just you know, as you said, Warner Brothers has been good to you and many other people. I'm not trying to like prove anything, whatever. But do you think Warner Brothers was not transparent enough with Zach? When it came to like their plans on stuff, like 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 being completely honest with how they felt and stuff, and kind of no, remember kind of sneaky in a sense with the way they were trying to present things to him. And no, you know, I how do you feel about it? I don't and, like think their so. interactions. I don't know. I don't have any firsthand knowledge of that. Yeah, <laughs> what I can speak of is like a gut feeling is that when Batman versus Superman underperformed, I, they got nervous because it's all about money in the end. And they were right. figuring out, well, how do we pivot? How do we fix this? How do we make it more lighthearted? Oh, let's get the guy that did Avengers because Joss Whedon, that movie was a billion dollars and they had comedy in there. And let's see if we can make that work. And that's where they had too many cooks in the kitchen. Right. I mean, that's honestly what what I think happened. That's my perception. Um, and I don't think they weren't not being, you know. Transparent. Again, remember, they do test. They test audience this stuff. Test, it's not, it's not like they don't know. Are coming out too. He's are these random links. Because I, I wanted to ask you this. 
because I, 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 the last two things that we'll cover what I want to talk about today, which is the first thing, which is, you know how like back in the day, these like generic action movies, thrillers, horror films would come out, just the generic lineup of films from any genre. Now those films come out, they don't perform very well in the box office because a lot of people assume the general audience has just changed their view of what kind of movie they want to consume. So I'll ask you, why do you think that type of movie doesn't perform very well? Like, like an ambulance, like a unbearable weight of massive talent, movies like that. Why do they not perform as well as they used to? Because those used to make a lot of money, actually. Those used to be your box office draws. I think if you've looked at how streaming has started, the good writers and the good directors are going to long format writing. So mm-hmm. you, you've got people doing Ozark and you've got people doing, you know, these these scripted television shows that they can flesh out the stories. And I think people want to get more than just a two hour movie in some respects. Uh, uh, and, so you think and, the mindset on the general audience has changed because now is that Marvel that did that? That wanted to have everything in it interconnected? No, 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 no. I think, I think people's perception has changed from cinema that, that you only go to the movies to watch a big, big, big comic book, uh, movie. I think, I think that's, and the smaller movies don't have a place anymore except streaming. And then a lot of the good directors and, yeah. and, and actors, they all want to work on, on series. I, I'm pretty sure you saw what the Lionsgate head guy said at CinemaCon in his, in his press release. He said he wanted to try and bring back the audiences to make those films, the event films, because every single time people are waiting for the next Marvel film, the next DC film, Star Wars, Project on Disney+. Plus. We got to get people interested in those films because those are what usually comes out because people always say there's no original movies, but these movies come out like monthly when there's not a Marvel film. I, I think for those smaller films movies that have $18 million budgets, $40 million budgets, hmm. their place is no longer in cinema. So it's on, it's on TV. Industry. Really? Yeah, that, and, and yeah that, dude, I think we've changed. I, I think the budget ones like that, the industry has changed and the industry has pivoted. And, and look, women can't work out anymore in the box office is what you're saying. That type of audience is just not there. Big it's enough. not there. It's not there anymore because no, everyone's, no. everyone's watching stuff on their phone. Yeah. While they're getting their oil changed, <laughs> and they're sitting there, and they got nothing to do for an an hour, they're they're, they're watching. And when they when they did same when they did that, the same day releasing Disney and Warner Brothers, and every and there were so many people saying, "Oh, this is the future. This is the way." And look at how that happened. No, I mean, look, 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 that look, was definitely not the future or the way. Remember, D- Disney owns a Disney owns ABC and Hulu. Yeah. They Hulu makes twelve billion dollars a year off ad revenue and subscribers, and they have the commercials. And you see, like Disney's going to have Disney Plus later this year around yeah. Christmas. Will go to the ad supported stuff because they're already making twelve billion a year, an extra two billion basically uh, for having uh, advertisers to run commercials. Disney already makes Disney Plus one hundred thirty-eight million subscribers. That's ten billion a year. Okay, you can't make that in a theater. The most any yeah. of these movies have ever made, which are just a handful, Star Wars and and uh, and, and an Avengers, is, is like two billion dollars. Yeah, but you're talking like ten billion a year, twelve billion a year. You think it? I mean, yeah. think it's of the content. Yeah, that, yeah. It's not. It's impossible with streaming because like yeah. you can't. That's why you know you don't see. You're you're probably never going to see like a big budget three hundred and fifty three hundred million dollar movie on exclusively mm-hmm. on streaming because. Is not even going to probably make over fifty million. 
Well, no. those those then we got Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. I was just gonna say that, man. I mean, they were spending. Oh, like well, I'm, well, I'm, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm talking about movies, not like. Not oh, like, you're talking about movies? Yeah, yeah no, no, because there's no way to make the money back. Yeah, because that's time constraint that too. You would I, never, you would never want to put that much money into people, a movie. Because it was reported by several outlets that Bad Girl was going to be going to the outro release, and a lot of people were like, "I don't want to see on theaters." But then I told people, if it doesn't go to theaters, it doesn't make money just going to HBO Max. Because if it's HBO Max straight, it's not gonna make any money. That's that's just literally how that works. Well, it'll no. it'll make money. It's not gonna make as much everybody else. But the the reason no, it can... doesn't it doesn't make money unless more people subscribe. subscribe. Yeah, and yeah, see, yeah. here's the here's the thing. Like when the Batman hit uh, uh, HBO Max, mm -hmm. everybody who was gonna see that movie saw it in the theaters. So right. when it streams, the the people that like DC already were subscribed to HBO Max because of all the DC content that was there. You didn't get new people signing up for HBO Max because of the Batman, right? right? So the whole, like, so then you saw they went to the 45-day window because they want to make as much money as they can. And and again, like, that goes back to, um, you look at uh, Hulu and Disney are releasing one episode a week because people with Netflix, you know, they would, oh, they just dropped a season of Ozark. I'm going to fucking watch it. And then I'm going to delete the, the app and, and only pay for the one month. And they like that hurt, like binge watching has hurt the industry. And you see where Hulu and Disney plus and HBO max, they're starting to, they're starting the weekly basis because that's what worked. That's what, kept people on regular TV, the, 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 the top three, NBC, CBS, ABC coming back every week to watch friends or to watch these shows. In the conversation you talk what about, I like about what HBO max does and it James did with peacemaker raised by wolves and a bunch of other stuff. They'll, they'll give you like two, three episodes, like out of a nine episode season, which it makes three, it a two, two or three episodes. Like, you know, it's not just, you get just one episode. They want to give you like, they, yeah. there's a little bit more incentive. Like, wow. Three well, and that's, four. and that's to get you hooked because in all honesty, like dude, all television shows need five episodes to get people hooked. Um, you, uh, the, the first episode's always going to be a little rough because yeah. the actors are starting to gel for the first time. They've probably never even seen each other except in a one or <laughs> one or two rehearsals. And yeah, like, yeah. they don't get that chemistry. And things really start to, even with the production crew, all the stuff behind the scenes, every, everything starts to start being a well-oiled machine by episode four and five. So that's why, like, um, I worked on this show that uh, Welcome to Flatch with Sean William Scott. It They dropped, um, they shot 14 episodes and they dropped seven at one time because I'll be honest with you, the first three were painful to watch. And there, it's a half hour comedy, but it really got good by three and four. And now it just got picked up for season two and they'll be back here filming it again uh, this fall, like in October. Um, and so again, like a lot of these shows, they're starting to give you those first two episodes or even like when Kenobi drops on Disney plus, they're giving you two. Mm -hmm. So, you know, okay. All right. So then, then that gets you enough to talk about it for a week with, you know, at the water cooler until you can get the next one. And, yeah. and that's, that's, that's the important thing is to keep people coming back. But if you binge watch something and then cancel your subscription, that doesn't, that's all yeah. about the dollars. Netflix you know? makes a new show and they put in a huge amount of money into it. The show, if you're watching that show, they make no money off that show you're watching. So whatever show you're watching could be anything. They're not making money off that show. Yeah, you make money off, making money off the subscribers. Yeah. yeah, so they're hoping you watching that show brings in subscribers. If they see the subscribers aren't coming in for whatever show that they put out, they cancel the show. Yeah, because it's inherently a financial loss for them to keep the show running because you don't make any money. You're just losing millions of dollars 
Yeah. And well, just to give you an idea, I had a movie, my movie butchered. It was a horror film. I shot it in 2007, got it released in 2010 and it ran on Netflix for six months. And we got that now, if, if it's not a produced by Netflix movie, this was an independently financed film uh, uh, with me and my friends. We we made a low budget horror film, got it on Netflix for six months. They gave us three cents per stream. That was our deal. So in, so for six months, we only made four hundred eighty bucks. Wow! Right. So wow. you you want to be a show that's produced by Netflix, like Ozark or something like that, where they're they're financing it themselves. But all these people that make movies. And then sell them to streaming services, they they get crap, they get total crap. That's why you. Want That's why I figured it had to be the case because like with all the stuff on Netflix, it's a, it's a it's a gang of stuff. It's a bunch of it. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, and you and if you look out strength, you just said like the the uh, the stuff made by Netflix. You see, Stranger Things get promoted the most. Yeah. The Witcher, um, yep. or Orange Is the New Black when it when it was out, like just to. Netflix specifically produced stuff got yeah. the most marketing compared to all this other stuff that they have on there. And, you know, if they were, you know, and that's, the th I've got friends that work at Netflix and I, you know, I knew that ads were coming. Uh, so yeah, that actually is one of our first topics. So Netflix actually has been guys. I mean, if I listed all of what they've been going through, I'd be here for hours. So we, we, we saw the big articles come out 54 billion dollars, something on revenue loss. Their stock plummeted. They're going to yeah. start introducing ads. They're going to maybe potential toy run with live streaming. We heard they're going to be doing maybe video games eventually too. Yeah, so they... I'll ask you this. You have friends that work at Netflix. What do you think contributed to all of this? Because Netflix is still the top dog in streaming. So they're still the top in terms of subscribers. What, what, what contributed to this was Netflix borrows money to make their shows. Okay. So, so they're not using their own money, the billions they bring in off their subscribers. They're borrowing and they were borrowing when they really started ramping up 17 billion a year. It was like, they were just getting debt, 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 debt. Well, you got to start paying down that debt yeah, at you some do. point. And, uh, uh, and right now, you know, there's slashing and burning everything. Like they're killing shows to, to save money. Um, they just killed their entire animation division. So they're no, they're not doing any more animations. Um, they, they're laying off a ton of people and w which again is always the, the stupid move is to get rid of the people. You, the, the idea is you just got to restructure the business. And the, so the ads are going to come and they're just going to follow the money that follow the, 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 yeah. the type of the type of models that have been working like, like Hulu. And, and they're going to just, they're just going to go that way. It's just, it's just Sean, as far as the ads are that literally they, the thing with Netflix that I, I know as myself, just being a subscriber of theirs for all these many years, they never tried to advance the way they, did anything they just were like okay it's working that's it a great business that thrives learns how to be flexible you have to be flexible and go other competition is doing to make your subscribers back because i told I people red notice had a budget of 280 million dollars i told people netflix isn't profitable because if you don't make back around what 400 million dollars in subscribers that is a loss you just threw away 280 million dollars right from no well, they're, they're well, borrowing well, when it they're borrowing now Sean gave more context that they're literally in debt. All this stuff is making sense now. <laughs> at first, I thought this was their money they was bringing. No, no. I didn't and that's that's the thing all about. Ho 
every every all this makes sense like all this literally makes sense now uh all of um every film that's ever produced by any it's all borrowed money they don't use their own money so they're essentially not even because a a lot of people thought they took a shovel took money and threw into a fire pit no 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 they're taking your money and throwing to a a fire pit that's what they're doing (laughs) well i mean but no they're borrowing from banks at an interest rate and then they pay it back over time. It's like, it's so. How much revenue again, do they really take in though? Cause they have to take in some revenue from all well, these. You just have to do the math on how many subscribers they, they have. 21 million. 221 million. At, them, at, the at, let's just, let's just say this, go to the Santa smallest. $16, right? Yeah. They do the math on that. 200 million. Times. Okay. Let me do it right now. Get my calculator. And see what the model they're doing currently, like all this money they are racking up they'll never be able to pay it back anytime soon doing it this way so yeah the only thing i do not want with this ad stuff is and it, it's half of hulu those one minute ads and it right. has oh those ads oh my god listen, listen, my because that's why i like the ads on hbo max like they'll have like 15 30 second ads plus it's like before 15, you before you uh, get into the show yeah. like real short I, I mean, the thing, the thing about Netflix is, and I, I was telling some of my guys at, at, uh, that I know at Netflix, and I, this was years ago. I was like, guys, why don't you just do what HBO Go does? Remember HBO Go? That's yeah. for the people that have it. I said, yeah. they run an ad for a different show in front of the show yeah. or the movie. That's, yeah. so, so that that gets somebody to go watch something else. And I was like, why are they not just doing a commercial for another thing that they make? Right. Because then it would retain people or say, oh, look at this. If you like this, look at this. Instead, the algorithm's all based on people giving stars and, and thumbs up on things. And it's like, you know, uh, this person like this, so we'll send you this. Uh, they, I, they, I, I could be wrong on this. Just correct me if I'm wrong. When they now introduce ads, you have to pretty much report your numbers to these ad sponsors, don't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. But But the thing is, like, everyone knows, like, you know, I mean, like, uh, I'm, I'm, I, I guarantee like Adam Sandler, who's the most streamed person on the planet, 500 billion times he's been streamed all his movies. That's why Netflix had such a big deal with him. Nine picture deal, 10 picture deal. Um, it, it, there'll be, people will want to put the ads on the stuff that the eyeballs are on. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, that's why they have to figure out what shows they're going to put their money into what shows that. And again, like, remember like Ozark is an amazing show. And I just finished watching the last couple episodes and they'll have that in perpetuity on Netflix and they can put different ads and they'll get different viewers that have never seen it before. That'll binge watch or go through all of them over the course of you know several weeks. And it's a way for them to, to keep making money off having those quality shows. Um, I, I think Netflix is going to fix their problems. And I think, I think people will subscribe for ad supported uh, at at a different tier, five ninety nine. Like Hulu's only five ninety nine with ads. Come on, and all the good stuff that you get. And there's some things that don't run commercials that are on Hulu. Um, and so they're going to be able to mix it up, and everyone's going to be happy. But I think what they weren't anticipating was how fast everyone else picked up Disney Plus, HBO Max, Paramount Plus, CBS yeah. All Access. They weren't expecting that wave that hit him so quick the thing is net netflix isn't like a warner brothers they fund this shit as you said they kind of borrow and fund it themselves right mm-hmm. hbo max is an extension of warner Brothers. that's just free money for them that's just there that's all their money that's like free is a quotation right that's money well, that they that's a little side money for them 
Right. But I think what I think the bigger picture is the library that Warner yeah, Brothers I, has going yeah. back decades and decades and decades and decades. And when, when the, the Netflix doesn't have a lineage, it has to be all original, it has to be just you guys. Do you buy content or you make the content yourself? Actually. Yeah. And when you look at what like, like Jeff Bezos did with Amazon and just spent 13 billion buying the entire MGM library, he's got every James Bond film, he everything. It's and then just boom, but he's got he's worth uh, what? It's cut off 100, 100 and 150 billion dollars or 180 billion dollars. I know Elon Musk is 240 billion. That's why billion when, with the, when it comes to streaming, people act like all that old catalogs, especially with Disney and WB, doesn't really matter. But that stuff does because you got Ooh, people like does. me or any of us on this panel that want to go back and watch that old stuff. Well, because and it's, it's, it's been because stuff it's, on it's HBO. Already, it's already it's, paid for. Right. And it, it's been stuff on HBO that I've been rediscovering again or finding that I've never seen of old stuff. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I, stuff I never got to see, like The Wire. When I finally got HBO Max, I binged all of The Wire. Watched yeah. it all, all seasons. Great Amazing. show. Amazing. Yeah. Is net, when Netflix first started rising up, up to power and bringing into streaming wars they were just the only person in a streaming war now when you do disney plus paramount plus max amazon prime video i mean like the big top dogs were what netflix and hulu for like a while and people didn't really have hulu like that i mean it was yeah. just kind of like second was netflix at the moment and then once you combine because disney also owns espn and you start doing, you start doing a, a combo pack of that apple yeah. tv plus comes into play apple is a big player when it comes then, to money and then wasn't it Jeff Bezos? I think this year the Super Bowl is streaming exclusively on Amazon. Oh that, my God, Jeff! Is that right? Yeah. I mean, so how crazy is now? Netflix has to. It's crazy. You say this now. They have to budget their money because if you don't budget their money properly, they could lose more on their stock. And a lot of their investors are not very happy with how that well, stock. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, they they file Netflix quantity over quality. And yeah. like a lot of the stuff they put out, they they canceled a bunch of shows I like, and yeah. a bunch of stuff I like because they was prioritizing prioritizing quantity instead of quality. Well, but but see, I would say just because you like the show doesn't mean their numbers saw everyone like the show, right? And, and, and this is increase because of the show. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think that's something people don't realize is like people are like, oh, they canceled that show after one season. I didn't. I love that show. It's like, well. I never even heard of that show. That's the thing with streaming. I Remember mean, Patty Jenkins said, because a lot of people flamed it for it because they were mad at 184, but they, because she actually loved her take. A streaming movie or a show, unless it's got really good word of mouth, you don't really hear of it. It's just the way to, when a movie comes out, shitty movie coming out to a theater, you hear it. It's promoted in YouTube ads, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. When a streaming movie comes out, you ask any, you ask like your mom, your dad, your grandma, hey grandma, have you heard this new streaming? She's like, what, Sonny? People don't know. It's literally in a cave, locked in somewhere. Probably where my dad is. Actually, just that was a bad, that's a bad joke. Sorry, sorry. But to my point, it's like you don't even hear of it. It's like a ghost town, essentially. Yeah, or because yeah. they don't. They were, you know, it's like I, I don't even think they have the the tools to even get something like the marketing ability, like the Batman got. Like we saw when the Batman was getting marketed. I saw that everywhere, like well, the marketing keep, went crazy. Keep, keep but in mind, you know, a I, lot, a lot of these movies have tie-ins at McDonald's, and right. the Batman's on a Coke that. can, and so Coke is giving them money, and then that's how they offset a lot of, like one of the, not the last James Bond film, but the one prior to the the, the last one. 
it, it got incentive money from every, from all the countries they filmed in. Even like $2 million was given to them to have Miss Mexico featured in a scene with James Bond as a Bond girl. $2 million was given to the production. And so like literally that movie almost cost nothing to make because all the different countries were giving incentives. Same thing with some mm -hmm. of these, the, the smaller movies don't have the tie-ins with toys or, or happy meals that the bigger franchises can get. And that offsets cost. Mm -hmm. Again, it's business. It's show business. Like I don't, people social just. Managers? Cause I, do, do you think the social media managers that run the streaming accounts? Some of them are stupid. Cause, dude, like a lot of people say, Netflix has a good street, uh, a good Twitter page. What do they really do though? They don't really like they don't really market. They don't really market anything. No, I think, I, I think, and, and I don't think this is a Netflix problem. I think it's a lot of the a lot of the people that the they're hiring. Companies, their content manager, the content people they put out to run their Twitters and their social medias, they're really bad. It's like a grandma is running those accounts. I mean, e even Star like Star StarWars.com. They miss so many, like they like for three years in a row, they've missed James Earl Jones's birthday. Happy birthday to James Earl Jones. Like, how do you not have a list of every freaking person that's ever been in a Star Wars film that's still alive hmm. and wish them a happy birthday? Like, but yet they'll put out something stupid that same day, and you're like, wait a minute, guys, like no one hmm. cares about that 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 you're like James Earl Jones. Like, how are you not, you know? It's like they're hiring people that don't understand the the audience that they're trying to reach. I would say, and, and they don't they don't engage with the they don't engage with the audience like they should. Like a lot of these a lot of these companies, they don't they don't know they don't engage. I'm not saying they need to get too deep with the audience, but they don't like engage enough, like with with audience or like you know to, to put out a tweet out there to like you know jump in some fun, like you know, like uh, for example. Uh, there's this Moon Knight meme that's been going around, right? Okay. And in the Moon Knight show, it would have been a perfect opportunity to do something to replicate. Even though Marvel does, Marvel, the MCU is, is very much up with the times, and they do, like, in um in Endgame, where how they pretty much promoted Fortnite and put Fortnite in there. They had to deal with Fortnite, but the way they just promoted it, because that's yeah. a big thing that even the audience know about, or, and they're like, actively playing it. Like, they just, they they know, they're, they're just in the know. They know how to engage with the audience well you look at like remember when remember in shazam when uh you know he he's the, the toy aisle with the batman stuff and the yeah. wonder woman stuff. it's like i think they they get the tongue-in-cheek stuff like that but again i just i think whoever they hire in the marketing just doesn't get it they don't understand you know they just don't get it uh, depending on the property so what about I mean, a studio like a24 have you ever actually worked for a24 mm -mm, no no okay because they're, they're they're coming along now but they've been around they've had some hits hereditary uncut gems everything ever all at once was a big hit now recently for them yeah know? i haven't seen that one yet uncut gems though jesus that thing had i have been i was never so stressed watching a movie like <laughs> I, I literally like i was so glad when he died I was so happy that he was shot. I was like, good, I'm done. This movie has stressed me out. Every time you think this guy's going to get it right, he screws it all up. It's one thing after another. After another. I mean, I literally, like, my blood pressure must have went up. And when he died, I was like, good, I'm done. Turning the damn thing off. Uh, Sean, but, quick question. Do you think, well, you, the, out of all the Adam Sandler movies you've seen, where would you put Uncut Gems? Like, is oh, it dude. top five, top three, top it's one? It's definitely a top five, but I'll never watch it again. Once was enough for me. I, it's a one-off is what I like to call it. I was too stressed. I never want to watch that thing again. I was too stressed. Just, oh, the other thing just, I would like to 
ask is, you know how there's been recently, there's a lot of people going around acting as scoopers. So it's all, dude. Let me tell you something about let, 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 that. Let me tell you something about yeah, leaks. Some things about these scoopers. Leaks, <laughs> leaks are targeted leaks by studios. I knew it. If something comes out, they put it out. Don't, <laughs> because it's all marketing. They're right. not stupid. Are you kidding me? Get out of tech. Leaks. So, so they, so Disney and Sony knew. People knew about Tom Holland and I yeah, Tom Holland. that picture that came out with with Andrew Garfield holding so, on to the banister. That yeah. was a that was a leak. That, yeah, because uh, it was targeted. actually in the do movie, you know how, and it was way too official to get leaked like that. Do, like, do you, that do was you way know, too official. I, I talked to the editor of that movie. What, what, like the the you know Jeffrey Ford about three or four days after uh, No Way Home came out, and I talked to him about how like what that feels like to to be working on a film because they they were they were working on that movie like four or five days after when I talked to him they just finished and that was five six days after so he said they were still fine tuning the movie after it released in theaters and he was watching the leaks and just like how the fuck is this happening yeah but <laughs> I mean Sean's they know right. they well, know I just I look do you, that you could not pay yeah, there's that marketing advertising. You oh yeah, not Jarbo makes that. that case all the time, and yeah, it is a it good is, marketing point. It's, it's, this is like, it's and, and Sean, Sean well, a, it said that someone from the film working on the film, or someone in the studio, sent him the pictures and he put them out. I was like, yeah. wait a minute, John Campy is an idiot. Yeah, John Campy is an idiot. It's like what the heck? It's like the thing. The thing. The thing about it is, it's like like again, like remember business like oh well how can we save on the marketing campaign because you know we're gonna because most movies you know the marketing campaign is a huge chunk so if you if you have a 200 million dollar movie you have to make 400 million back just to break even because of the marketing campaign and so you know how do we save how, how can we get five million dollars worth of free marketing oh let's put out a picture of the batman costume uh for a first like a behind the scenes thing that no one's seen you know now there are people that you know will fly drones over and get footage it, it, that happens but something that is priceless is like what happened with andrew garfield and then to have him deny it the whole time and everybody every interview that he did. Everyone asked him, are you in it? Are you in it? Are you in it? Well, what does that do? That's just, Oh, is he in it? We're going to have to wait and see. We're going to, Oh, let's go. Let's go. I think he's going to be, he's no, oh, did you see he smiled that time? Maybe he's shaking his head. I don't know. They're trying to read his body language. The really confronted was the second trailer. When you see the villains get hit and there's no one there. Oh like, yeah. Okay. And there's no one there punching them. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's just with the, with the no way home. Leagues, it was so it was so funny how Zonji was like denying that they're not in the movie and all, all the, even when the first trailer came out, the official trailer, he was still like saying like, Toby and Andrew's not in this movie. Like they brought back all the villains from the old movies. Why would they not put Toby and Andrew in this movie? <laughs> well, I mean, look, uh, enter the, uh, enter the spider verse, the, the, the animated oh, so one good. that, 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 yeah. that was gold. And they realized, well, how do we do that? Can we, can we do it? Can we do it live action? <laughs> yeah. And look what happened. Well, like that I mean, and Spider-Man together is like gold. Because I remember the verse, first Spider-Verse they did was in that 90s animated Spider-Man show. When they right. did that Spider-Verse episode. Right. And, okay. you know, if, if you go back and then you look at that, like Spider-Man and that's in, in its multiverse stuff, it's gold in itself. Yeah. I mean, but I get, but again, like I, I feel like uh, uh, just to, to digress, the, there's, there are targeted leaks. And, and, you know, I've, I've, 
I've given scoops to people uh, in the past. Um, uh, uh, I won't get. I won't get into. I won't get into anything, you know, because I don't want to uh, uh, not not get employed. The thing I wanted to ask about scooping was: Do you think that aspect alone kind of maybe overhypes audiences' expectations going into films? I think all movies are overhyped now period and i think everybody no matter what they see needs to tone it down a little bit even like the multiverse of madness every everybody was like oh my god wolverine will be in it you know the hugh jackman's probably working out somewhere you know tom cruise is in it blah 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 and i think like um everything's overhyped now it's just getting ridiculous it's kind of like the batman i know a lot of people like that movie i didn't really like the batman um because every action sequences was in the trailers. Every trailer that came out, yeah, it was so the I, car I, chase. That was my critique, so my review. It, 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 you know, it was, it was even the teaser was that when he beat the guys down and the, you know, the, they gave away every money shot in the trailer. So what you were left with was all the sleuthing. Well, it was a little boring then because like I'm waiting for the car chase scene with the explosion. And like I, I always said, I was like, like if they would have just not shown the shot where the car came through the fire and landed and they held that for the theater, people would have just cheered in the theater seeing that for the first time. But because they put it in the trailer, I was like dude, what are you leaving left on the bone for people to eat when you watch the movie? Like, I think that was the biggest but, uh, letdown. Sean, am I, I'm, so am I, so I went to the IMAX event, the, the IMAX event for the Batman, like, okay, uh, I went to it and great event, great event. Got into the movie, started at seven. It started at seven, no trailers, no nothing. It was beautiful. I was like, yes. And uh, a lot of the shots that they shown in the trailer, like when the Batman's walking up to dudes, people in my theater clap, when the Batmobile revved up, he was clapping. At the end of the movie, people was clapping too. And you know, I was like, I was like, a lot of this stuff we seen in the trailer, but you know, it was just seen in that theater. And I think for that specific event itself, it just it it people. I think it was just the event itself that made it even made it so much better. Yeah. No. I look. There's nothing like seeing something on the big screen with a packed house. Right. You know, and getting the vibes and the feels from everybody. I mean, I I always go back to Avengers Endgame when when Captain America had yeah. Thor's hammer when that yeah. thing came at him and he caught it. The cheers in my theater. I mean, you couldn't even hear what was going on on the screen because everybody was cheering. <laughs> and like when he had the on your left and he brought the Avengers, he said Avengers, oh, it Avengers assemble. I mean, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, come I, on. I, was, I mean, I was, I was waiting for somebody to do a backflip on in my theater. Nobody. <laughs> but, but I mean, like, those are the kind of things that, like, that's you're always going to have a better experience in them. It's I, every year they show Jaws. It's my yeah. favorite movie of all time. Every I year they show they show they show Jaws. Every year when that head pops out of the boat, Ben Gardner's head, people still scream in the theater yeah. because the even amazing. even though they know it's coming. They still, it's a timing thing. You appreciate how well it's made. Like yeah. that suspense scene is that even got me as a kid. I was like, oh, this, this yeah. oh, that, that's the most, that's the best suspense scene I've ever seen in a film. Just the way and it's it, shot, the way it's edited, the way it pops out. Oh, I and, love it. And it's so much better in a cinema with a full packed house because the screams still happen, you know, 40, <laughs> 45 years later after that movie's been out, you know. Uh uh, so yeah. Last thing, um, because it's the only other topic. We just we just talked a little bit more. So every, everyone else, guys, it's not a spoiler for Multiverse of Madness because this is not going to happen. So it's not a spoiler. People they wanted Tom Cruise to be in the film, but they couldn't get him because of availability. So for all those people that were reporting that he was going to be Superior Iron Man in the movie, 
it's like that was never going to happen though. You know, if they, if they wanted him, they could have got him. But the problem is he was doing right. mission, mission impossible two and three back to back. They had multiple shutdowns because of COVID the, yeah. it was just, you know, and then he had to start doing marketing and all that stuff for top gun. Cause remember top gun was supposed to come out a year ago. So he had so much going on, but if he really wanted to pop in for one shot or two shots, kind of like what, you know, Krasinski did. And, and I mean, cause you got th their commitment wasn't that long. None of them was. They, you know? they had an empty chair, so they left it open for yeah. the future. And 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 you know, now that we all know there's a multiverse, blah 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 blah. If they want, and I I, I honestly feel like if Phase Four keeps going a little bit in the slumps because the movies are hit and miss uh, in Phase Four, um, it, mm -hmm. it, it, they they they're gonna bring back Captain America. They're gonna bring back. Uh, I I wouldn't be surprised if you know you. Robert Downey Jr. couldn't be coaxed back for a fifty million dollar payday payday to show up in another movie. You know, I I, I because they those doors are never closed. Like people always say, oh yeah, he's retired from the role. Yeah, yeah. Look, M Michael Keaton said he would never play Batman again after Batman Returns. Yeah, he's people he's don't, you, you you just treat it like sports. Sometimes people just get burnt out and they want to try different things. That's yeah, interesting. Well, yeah, and and that's why yeah. if it's anything like the comics, which I expect it will kind of be, just like Sean said they kind of return back to form. Like, yeah, more than Captain America. Not saying he won't be Captain America. He's going to be Captain America for a while. Yeah. But even but, in the comics, they reverted back to Steve Rogers. Well, yeah. And then, at, you at know, Steve of, Rogers had all those secret missions that he went on where he wasn't even in Captain America. Right. And because they have this separate kind of thing where, you know, he became old man Rogers at the end. Well, we don't know what the hell he was doing all this time off to the side that like the main prime, you know, uh, uh, Captain America was doing his thing and he was nice and thought out, but all this time after he went back with Peggy, what was he doing? Yeah. You know, like, like, could he have been on so missions? So someone, someone made some cool fan art and, uh, and, and I've, I've wanted it to like a Disney plus series. Uh, they called it the last mission. I thought that was a really great title and it was him putting the stones back. I was like, that'd be a oh, that Disney been. plus show. That would have been a great six episode like show. Like if any anything needed to get a six episode show on Disney Plus, Captain yeah. America returned to your fan cells each episode because for them to get the stones was already wild. Imagine trying to put them back the right placement as it right is. Time. Who knows what's going to happen? And like yeah. you said, we don't know what happened. Episode of Captain America talking to Red Skull on Vormir. That's what I'm saying. Like that would have been so. And him in the soul world. So, yeah. Well, well, he, he, he would have been there too. Yeah, but would 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 um uh uh Black Widow had been dead there. Yeah, that would have been a right. crazy. He returns moment. the stone, and then does he see her there and pick her up? Like, like how does that like does he? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Think about because because they had that relationship, you know, like like yeah. does that happen? Yeah, it would be you a know? super dramatic and like tense show, and that, and that you know, would be great. Remember when Marvel was doing the one shots? They were doing those little short those films. Those are good too. Like, yeah. dude, they yeah. could just do those and put and fill in little Watch holes those, yeah. wanted to. And it's not a big commitment to do a one shot and just see, you know, Chris Evans return one of the stones in one timeline, and it's only Animation. you know ten minutes long. And you're like, yeah, oh. they, they could even do the and one then, with with three hymns, and that would be fucking super quick, dude. I mean, I. I, I I see a place for all that in the future, and I could see one shots showing up on Disney Plus, obviously, because they've already put the the other one up there with the Mandarin yeah. and all that. But like you you could do that if you wanted to, if these people wanted to revisit their stuff. And again, a lot of this comes down to money. 
I swear to God, you know, they, if one of these guys need a new house, you know, it's, it's kind of like Chris or, or, or Oscar Isaac had said, you know, you know, uh, he would go back and do star Wars tomorrow if he needed a new house. <laughs> <laughs> like when I'm talking about the bag, we're talking about these guys get the bag for these shows. They, oh. do, they do really well. They do really well. I mean, you know, Harrison Ford for the, the force awakens was a $25 million payday plus points towards the grosses. And I think he ended up with about $36 million for that movie after it, you know, it had crossed the 2 billion mark, his cut on the back end, put his total at 36 million. That's, Look, if, care less can you imagine the hype? <laughs> the hype if you brought back Captain America or you brought back Robert Downey Jr. People like that, like uh, I think I think people have five turn. They're, they're essentially like the founding guys of the MCU. Essentially, those original core people, people like RDJ and Chris Evans, like they've been doing it for literally ten plus years. They're gonna yeah. get out. Years go on to screenings, meeting fans, all that acting on set, being around people that you know you have some good and bad days. It's like all that adds up year after year, movie after movie after movie. It's like that's gonna burn someone out eventually. And also, you know, a, a, a lot of these guys get you know they get on the juice to get you know bulked up, and you know, like those kind of cycles. You know, you don't want to do that all the time. You know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just like, you know, I mean, I'm waiting for Chris Hemsworth. to He's, dude, he's got to stop. He's got to slow down, man, because, you know, we don't want to lose that guy. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying he's on the juice, but it's, you know, he's doing something. So I want to ask you this. Uh, anyone that's watching right now, that's about Multiverse of Madness, but not like super spoiler, but just be warned, okay? So you watched it, okay, Multiverse of Madness. Do you think it got the critical reception it deserved? Because I think it does. I, I liked it, but it's not... As good as the first one, and it does have its fair share of issues. Actually, look, I, look, I, I, what I would say is this: you know, it has lineage because you have Doctor Strange and because you have the Scarlet Witch, and mm -hmm. because of the hype of possible cameos, and you know, again, you saw it did four hundred fifty million worldwide in the first, you know, the first four or five days. I mean, look, it, it took you know forty five days for the Batman to get up to seven hundred million dollars. <laughs> These guys are crushing it. But the only reason why Marvel continues to crush it is because they got twenty five movies that have built up this this like, fan base. That's yeah. you know, mm -hmm. I mean, look, it's that's why that did better than Eternals is because people weren't familiar with those characters. Eternals should have been built up a little bit where they brought some of those guys in to pepper in, in other projects. Um, I think, uh, I think Eternals should have been a Disney plus show anyways, to cover all that. Cause like they introduced I, like 10 characters, one movie, they're new. Yeah. Some actors in my opinion got wasted, like Angelina Jolie and some Hayek. I didn't even get used as they should have. Like you brought these big name actors in here and they're just like, just Dude, I, 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 stopped, in the movie. I stopped watching uh, Eternals 31 minutes in. I didn't finish it. You don't need to because that movie's not good. It just, uh, it, there's a Blade cameo, but Blade's not in it. His voice is in it. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just, but look, you know, it's... It's, it's true. Yeah. Leading female actress for the MCU in any MCU movie. I'll take Brie Larson. I'll take Scarlett Johansson. She is. She cannot lead a movie. Like even in Crazy Rich Asians, Jimmy Chan. She didn't lead Crazy Rich Asians. A lot of people like that movie. She didn't lead that movie. She she was a horrible leading lady actress for Eternals. That was the wrong lady to pick for that role. Because no, if she just doesn't do anything, she's not even an exciting character to follow. At least with Black Widow, we we cared about Scarlett Johansson's character. You were interested in following her. 
Yeah, know? but we we also had she was in what eight movies? Yeah, true. <laughs> Rem- remember all of these characters if they get the screen time, the and the and you allow people to audiences to fall in love with them, you know, mm-hmm. you're 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 gonna like them. And I think that was the problem with some of these. They just don't like in in two more Shang Chi movies. You know, everyone's gonna love. You know what I mean? Everyone will be behind her. But I like the first. I actually like. I I like the first Shang Chi because I do like Asians, Asian cinema, and they and they they dipped in a little bit of anime and stuff. And oh no, I I I love. I I like outside the MCU that got me to like that movie. Shang Chi's the most underrated. It wasn't even because the MCU that I really enjoyed it. It's because of like the other factors, like the you know the the a a a. Agents, the all the references, the Asian cinema, anime, all that. Yeah, no, I think Shang Chi was great. Um, you know, I I've been hit and miss with some of the the TV shows. I thought Loki was okay. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. My only issues with Falcon and the Winter Soldier is like, um, the villain. You know, it's like the Winter Soldier. If you go to Winter Soldier or Captain America: Civil War, or you know, Civil War, um, he you know he beat up everybody in that movie. He beat up Black Panther. Uh, that was one of my critiques with and the, then I, all of I all of a sudden he's too. getting he's <laughs> last handed to him by these 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 kids that have no training they just got shot Thank up with you. the stuff yeah yeah like, sean sean you 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 all all the defenses i heard for why bucky was like so weak I, this is the funniest one this is the funniest i heard it was um <laughs> it was uh you know bucky's still haunted he, he's holding back i was like but he's literally got re even though he's all that stuff is so in his head. He's still in he his literally head. got rehabilitated. Yeah, to, he, he could still not actually be like that. He knows he, he, do it. he beat up Black Panther. Right. I was like, I was how like, are you like? And then the, the other issue I have with beat the, up by the, a bunch of with the Falcons, kids. the Falcons hero suit at the end. Yeah. I'm first of all, he should have just taken the serum. I'm sorry. I mean, I know the comic books about yeah, he should have just taken the super yeah. soldier serum. But the thing is, like he was holding that one uh tank it's like truck yeah. off the balcony, like or off the bridge. Yeah. And I thought when the jetpacks hit hit him, you know, for him to it would have crushed his arms because he is not a super soldier. Super soldier. He, he's not. And then somebody was like, well, the Wakanda suit probably, you know, has some strength stuff to, and I'm thinking, the thing yeah, but they didn't really, ex- the wings. yeah, it's like, dude, like that, maybe was, the rest of it is, but the most is vibranium on it is the wings. Yep. Yeah. And I'm kind of like, that would have crushed a regular human's arms. Right. But if you were captain America or you were the winter soldier, you could have held that you tank that. or, or ha- held that, that armored car mm-hmm. uh, from, from falling over. But you couldn't have done it as as a human, like a regular human with nothing. And so for that's me, that's why I'm, it, it, you know. perfectly for me. There, there's and there, there's an article. Um, if I can get MSK to show it to you, it's an article that shows how many times Falcon has been beat. I like Falcon, but he's been getting beat. Dude, up he got his ass handed to him on every episode. He he ran away from that dude. I, I wanted him to get the serum so bad. I, when I was looking in the final episode, when he's fighting Batrock, he's fighting Batrock. Look how long he's taking to fight Bad Rock while Bucky is mowing down dudes in the in the finale. I'm like, you've been fighting this guy for five minutes. Bucky just defeated like ten dudes in two minutes. 
right, you need that super soldier serum. And and I think that I think maybe in the future we'll see that, and maybe he'll have to change his mind. Uh, I get the whole character arc where it's like, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to do this on my own. I don't need. To. But it's like, dude, you kind of need it if you're going to really fight. Like you right. know the and, the way this thing's going. You know, you know. Things. even though yeah. I I like Falcon Winter Soldier. The biggest yeah. issues I have was just a villain and. There's, yeah, in, in, a, in, in, a, in a way they handled the the social commentary of a of of a, of of what a black Captain America would be like. I don't think they handled that good enough. But in that, I did like the show overall. It for me, it kept me the most engaged. Like I remember, I even did a video. Uh, I did. I I remember I did a video defending John Walker. Like John Walker is is not that bad. Everybody was like John Walker is a douche. I was like John no, Walker dude, is not I, that bad. Dude, He's not he, even bad. He, John Walker he, had the best character arc of any Disney. I movie. love John Walker's character. He like, absolutely had the like best the character uh, version that everybody was talking about. He's this douchebag, and so I was like, me personally, with he's Falcon, that in the show. For me personally, with Falcon and Winter Soldier, it had it was the best show because of it. It was actually trying to be a TV show with the conclusion to lead you into something. The other one just kind of felt like they were there, just trying to be there. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree, hundred percent. And um, I hope that they. And I think they're not going to make any more Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I, they're not going to do it. That's what they're going to do. Yeah, they're going to give them, I think, the movies. Because the they movies. already announced Captain yeah. America 4. Yeah. And, we're, uh, and we're, Sean, you said this earlier. They haven't you told us anything about that. Well, that's weird. They announced it right after the show. It's been a year since we've heard of that announcement. We have no – all casting we know is the writers are the same. It just That's Anthony Mackie. It's just taking time, man. It just takes time. I mean, they're, they're it's all I, – I wouldn't be surprised if they're developing stuff behind people's backs and they're just, you know – it's just a matter oh, of time. Goodness. I can because I, I, you have a Joss post in your back, and that's that's one of my favorite movies too. Remember, there was the interview Steven Stewart had where he said Universal asked him to come back and remake Jaws, and he said no. Why would yeah. they ever ask him to do that? What? What would you ask? You can't remake that movie. That is not no. possible. I don't think it'll ever be remade. They, I mean, the only other good shark film you that's actually out there is a bigger start. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you gotta do like Predators 2018. No, you know, we you had a small predator, but this time you need a super predator. Super predator. I know, I know. And you know, I love Sterling K. Brown, who, you know, I know he's on This Is Us, you know, that show This Is Us. And I think like, you know, he plays this character on This Is Us, and he's like this clean, squeaky guy. And I know he probably in his heart was like, dude, I get to be in a predator movie and be a bad guy like Gary Busey was. I'm th yeah, I'm there. And then the movie was so bad. And I was like, he probably was kicking himself for that. But he got to be in um, predator I movies. Saw Predators 28. I like I for, for me, the Predators franchise has so much up down. The last movie I did like was Predators 2010. But when Predators 2018 came out, and I, I know Shane Black was on the first Predator film. Shane Black, it, it just it just blew my mind how like he he was he he was he was literally in the cast of the first film. He knows how the franchise should go in a sense, and it's just like nah. He's, to me, he's it felt like there, a, to me it felt like more like a big blockbuster. What if the MCU did a Predator movie, but it's just violent? Well, it was. It, it, it didn't feel like the the problem was you know Predator you saw. Anything. You saw the the added scene at the end was all reshoots because if you look at um the one actor Boyd, whatever his hair was longer, it wasn't yeah. it, it, right. Like everything was off, and then like okay, what? And, how and how can we? How look? You remember Shane Black did Iron Man three. Yeah. So you know in his mind he's like, well, how do we fight the predators? Oh, we make an Iron Man predator suit. Right. <laughs> because that'll work. And I just I just you know and and Thomas Jane. 
I love that guy. He's one of the best actors. He was wasted in that movie. Like they had an opportunity with, they had a really good cast and they all did nothing. Well, I think if they did that, they, I wish they did the, uh, the, uh, the original script that they had. Unlike this other script, because the original script, kind of like AVP where the humans and the predators work together, but they was working together to get back some technology and they had like a common goal because some predator technology got taken and the predators and some humans was trying to work together to retrieve it. And I thought I, I would have preferred that script over the one. But then, we they, got. But then they, oh, well, the, here's the, a, a predator wants to stop other predators. So he sends tech down to the humans so they can help fight the predators. Yeah, but the, but the predator so he, he he kills the humans trying to get them this tag and he's on their side. He's killing. Them. I was like, what is going on? This I, think what, I, th- I, th- I think what's bothered me with all of the predator films since the original is for whatever reason they can't seem to get the sculpt right, or they make these different versions of the predators that are from different sex, so their mandibles look different. They have a different yeah. kind of thing. Like it's like, dude, just you had the original concept from the first movie. Just replicate that. Why are you trying to reinvent it? Because yeah, like, the thing with the with the Predator franchise, m- majority of the lore that's extended and created is in like the Dark Horse comics. The Dark Horse and comics. They, they, right. they, they reintroduce all this new stuff that's like kind of piece from these comics. And they put out in the movies. And it's like they expect people to know a little, like, like to fill in the blanks right. of this stuff. Right. And it's like, you need a dude. Predators never really built a universe. Like, I'm not saying after, they never really with these other movies they never really explained or gave backstory like in the yeah. film to try to explain what they're doing it's just they do stuff they just they're, did stuff and they then they just did it and kept it pushing they're going off the name predators so it's gonna just obviously oh yeah right to kill you that's what they're going going off this the general concept alone again but see, but see and that's what i say as they kept going through two predators they keep adding in more and then it's like never really explained what it is it's just it's there but again, like keep in mind, like it's an IP. They they and then you know they look and they go, oh, Shane Black did Iron Man three. It did a billion dollars. Well, it was like the first movie from out of the MCU that followed up Avengers. Right. Uh, so it, it was it was guaranteed to make a billion dollars, even if it wasn't very good. And I don't think Iron Man three was that good. And it was shot here in my hometown. A lot of yeah. my friends worked on Iron Man three, and it wasn't. That's it wasn't very good. Yeah, um, I'll ask you this: as we're talking about Predator, is in July they're coming with a Predator prequel to the first movie, just called Prey. It's gonna be a right, movie. and it and it's all about Native Americans, and it's a Native American female that's fighting the Predator, and it's a female Predator. Do you I, think I, the Predator franchise needs is a prequel? No, I I, I don't know. That's what I'm super and, skeptical and, about. It. And I don't think you need a Native American woman fighting a female predator i i just like what do you think the predator franchise can do because i think they need to take the halloween 2018 route cancel all the continuity already there and just take a sequel after the original because they haven't did that yet i think that'd be they could they could they kind of did that with predators but they it was like that storyline more so like the first movie i like predators it really just the first movie but more people and Adrian Brody didn't lead, you know. I would have. I liked Adrian Brody. I like. I didn't mind that movie. Robert Rodriguez directed that film. Like I didn't, I didn't mind that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I would say, like, as far as the Predator, Predator franchise, it, what you could do is you could bring back Arnold, but you could make him um, 
like he wouldn't be doing the action sequences and stuff, but you you bring him in to be someone that that like a commando unit goes to to get to find out what he went through the first time. Yeah. Uh, uh, almost like the video game that they did where they had the the tapes. They found the tapes where he was narrating, you know, like what happened uh, in the jungle and all that other kind of stuff. And I think that is a is a, is a direction you could go in. Um, but again, like I think what the problem they fall into is trying to make the universe of the Predators be so expansive. Um, again, like, like I, we know the comic books with the right, Predators versus really aliens the movies, <laughs> they, 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 they did in comics, but the thing with comics is people don't go to comics like they do movies. N- or no, they don't. They don't. And you, you have to be able to tell the story where everyone gets what's going on. Right. And I would love to see a predator movie with no dialogue. Same here. Cause and, 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 and this thing too, like it's, it's a Disney movie. But Wally did it. There's some dialogue, but for the most part, there's no dialogue in the movie. It's there's no dialogue Wally, in the movie. Yeah, it's Wally going on yeah. body language. Yeah, I think like you could totally, if it's done right, you could have somebody in the predator suit doing its thing, hunting people, and have no dialogue if you right. if you really wanted to go that way, or have so, them speak in their own language and just put up subtitles and stuff. I'm I I have no issue reading subtitles in a movie. I watch anime. I read subtitles all the time. Yeah. It's, this is my thing is the same with, with the alien movies like predator and aliens they i mean in the public eye they're not that good anymore i'm saying that nah it's just recycled ip to get people I, I feel like neil blomkoff had the had a perfect um uh, alien sequel and they they crapped on it and it, it would have been perfect and they went ahead and did the the other two films with uh, ridley scott um <laughs> think like i i'll just say this about covenant the most yeah. iconic scene in covenant is that lady slipping on the blood and never being able to get oh. up <laughs> i mean yeah. it's my, just... me and my friends died in the theater when we saw that i was like <laughs> this is the most nonsensical <laughs> sequence in this How do you come back? i mean predators were like you know what we can't do anything in that concert I mean, we're going to pass alien it was rumored there'd be a tv show another movie with ridley scott because we don't really know where that's going what do Predator and the Alien franchise do now? Because, like, in the public eye, do you think their brands are genuinely damaged? Or do you think the bar oh, yeah. is low? People just don't expect anything good out of them anymore? Because I don't. Yeah, I, I don't, think, th- I, I don't think anyone expects anything good out of them. And same with the Terminator franchise. I think people are like, whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah. When I pray movie comes out, I'm not expecting that to be good. I'm like, oh, this is just going to be some random prequel movie that I never asked for. <laughs> and re- remember, the only reason why we even got the Predator alien crossover stuff was because of the skull in alien and in predator two when he's in the ship and he sees the skull yeah. on the wall i mean and that was kind of a, a tongue-in-cheek it's nod that wasn't that even supposed to be right? yeah, yeah it was, was just like an intentional nod to a universe that was connected yeah it was just oh look in the back did you see the skull from the alien <laughs> it was just a tongue-in-cheek thing it had nothing to do with uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movies when you saw the Freddy's claw in one of the films from the Friday 13 movies or the Nightmare on Elm Street ones when they saw when the he claw. goes when he goes to hell and, the, and he yeah. grabs the mask and pulls it down into the grave that was only supposed to be fun and then oh let's but actually I think like, Freddy oh versus God. Jason actually was pretty good I think that that did pretty well at the theater oh, yes they're actually making a fourth film to that trilogy they had a while ago I haven't seen the third one I I also the first two I, I have stuff to see War. <laughs> I, you know, I, I would like to see, I mean, Robert England is like 72 now. I oh mean, God. <laughs> but with the makeup on, he doesn't have to, he doesn't have, he could do it if he put the makeup on. He can speak. That's all you got to do. 
Yeah. It's kind of like when they're, you know, they're, they're talking about doing another RoboCop and I, the, all they have to do now, if they wanted to, cause you know, Peter Weller pretty much looks like RoboCop now he does, you know, he's shaved head and all that stuff. Um, you just have him lay down dialogue tracks and then they could do a, a all the, put the mouth flaps in there on a, on a fully CGI, you know, uh, RoboCop walking around. You don't have to have him there to do the actual principal photography if you didn't want to. So I wanted to ask you about Star Wars. We haven't got a chance to talk about Star Wars. Okay. So you're obviously hyped about Obi-Wan Kenobi, aren't you? I'm hyped, but cautiously optimistic. Same here. I'm kind of like in this, ugh, like I, I really want to see it, yet I, this is the thing. We know how his fate ends. We know he dies. So it's like, you know, he's not in any real danger. No, I think, I think for me, I think, you know, in A New Hope, there's that line where Vader senses his presence, goes, I've felt something, something I've not felt since, and he walks away. And you never got an idea of like, when was the last time he felt him? And then, you know, he says to him, you know, we meet again at last. Before I met you, I was the learner. Now I am the yeah. master. And you, so you wonder like, how, how do they bridge that gap between Revenge of the Sith when he left him all hacked up? Uh, and then they meet again. And is this battle strong enough to get them to the next one in a new hope? And, you know, but again, like, I think that scene in rogue one where Darth Vader was just like, Oh yeah. I think when people got that taste, they needed a live action Vader, uh, something. I didn't care what it was like. They needed it. Um, Oh, yeah, and we, we, and we, we, what I what I'm really interested in is what I would love to see. And a lot of people like I've said it several times is, you know, all the shots of uh, RDJ inside the Iron Man helmet and with all the things uh, any, anytime he's talking and, you know, talking to Jarvis. And right. I want to yeah. see an interior shot like that of Hayden Christensen uh, uh, as Vader as he's talking to Obi-Wan. Like, I think like. It, with the red glow and the and this display and and the the microphones going to his mouth and all that kind of stuff, I think we deserve a shot like that, like to see what he looks like when he's saying stuff inside the helmet. That's I think my. We thing. also need. I think we also need some like as far as Vader goes, live action content of Vader during that period between the you know the the prequels and the New Hope, hunting down Jedi. Yeah. And, and I think w what we need to see is like, and I, I noticed that in rebels and stuff like that, the, the inquisitors seem to have all the, you know, the power and can do all this stuff, but Vader needs to be more powerful than them. Right. So no matter what they do in this show, Vader has to be the one that could kill all of those guys in our, and, and, you know, with, with one stroke, you know, in some capacity. So it'll be, it'll be interesting. If you played the, um, I'm not sure if you played it, but the recent stars game fall in order, mm -hmm. a really great no. scene with Vader in it. And he's just, he's just walking. He's literally just walking. He's basically the Terminator just walking at you using the force, lifting up all these platforms, throwing it at the player and stuff. And he's like a menacing force. You know, he, he's, he's truly menacing. I hope and we see that. I hope we see I what we see got on Rogue One. Action, like him just going full out with his, all out with his powers and stuff. Yeah, and then we'll we'll see, you know, what kind of uh, powers Obi Wan has, and I think we're gonna see Liam Neeson back as Qui Gon. I think he's absolutely gonna be in it, and they're just they're, that's a big secret that they're holding back. Okay, so I'm gonna wind down because I have about twenty minutes up because I got to go do reviews because you know our, our Jurassic Park project. About Warner Brothers in DC, right? So you know how there was a big variety article that came out where they wanted to potentially 
overhaul DC. That's what Discovery's looking to do. Superman mm -hmm. is left to languish. So I'll just ask you, as someone who's talking about do some more stuff with Superman. What, what do you think DC really does need to do? Because it, it, it sounds like they want to kind of have their cake and eat it too. They want to have these animal one-off movies like Batman and Joker, and they want to have a Marvel universe. That's well, kind of rem remember, Joker Joker cost $40 million to make, and it did a billion dollars. Yeah. Very profitable, actually. They, they want every movie to do that. So what I think you're going to start seeing is the movies, but the budgets for the films will be smaller. And the movies will be more story driven uh, going forward. Mm. And I, th I don't think as much as I would love to see it happen. I'm not sure Henry Cavill will be back as Superman. Um, uh, they may go in another direction. Uh, uh, but I still feel like, remember, Dwayne The Rock Johnson's agent is also Henry Cavill's agent. agent. Yep. And I think if if Black Adam is a hit, Henry Cavill will come back because they're going to want to make that fight happen between those two characters. Um, and again, like, you know, when you look at how Peacemaker had, you know, in that last episode of the season finale, they had Superman in it. They had you oh, know, Batman in it. They had the people in the costumes and somebody was like, look, we're not sure yet. So don't put those guys in it. We'll put them in it, but in shadow, don't put cyborg in it. Don't put Batman in it. Cause we don't know what's going on. And, um, but I think cooler heads may prevail. And I think the, the numbers for justice league and remember the justice league is now being put all over different countries on Netflix. They've licensed it. So it's, so when they start finding out the numbers, mm -hmm. it could change how things are perceived. Um, you know, mm -hmm. we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, I don't think there's a crystal ball with it. I, 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 mm -hmm. but I think they, they realize they've screwed up. Yep. Yeah. You know? Oh, they did. And, in my opinion, I think they dropped the ball like at Man of Steel. But when I saw Man of Steel, I was like, eh, I'm gonna give it a chance and see where this goes. You know, it's a good starting point. And BVS just like oh, that just put the nail in the coffin for me. I was like, I, I don't want to see no more. Yeah. I, like, I don't want to see no more of this take of what they're doing because I'm like, after that, the same thing. Like you had to. Uh, like it's not. It's not like it was. An or, Aquaman movie or something. It's not like it was an Aquaman movie or something or a or a Martian Manhunter movie. That was a Trinity movie with the main big yeah. three of the DC, and it didn't come out good. Like, well, and again, made a lot this, of money. This was this. This was this. Movie is just it, it goes back to that idea where it's like, let's not do what Marvel did. Let's put them all together, and then we'll spin them off into their solo right. films. And that and just I, I don't even think that's uh, good because they. They did it for their animated universe, but that's a totally different department. Like, it works in that regard. Well, animation's cheaper than three hundred fifty right. million dollars for two movies. <laughs> like, yeah, you know. Well, and also, in, in in the animation department, they, they animation. that audience is pretty much like solidified with the, they they have a more trusting audience. They have an audience with that DC animation yeah. stuff. Absolutely, they can, they can take liberties to do certain risks that they can't do the movies. I think the movies. They, if they're building a cinematic universe, I don't even think they should have took tried to take a risk. That's what doing building universe. They took a risk. Well, how did you feel about the the Snyder cut when that came out? Did that change your perception of everything, or was it still just a little? I it was all right. It was just. I, I, it was all right. I, 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 I don't think it's like the 
PC well, movie. I think it's just all right. I think the reason why it's looked at better is because we got the Josh Whedon version first. I kind of want to know what's the world we live in where if we get that movie first and we see how that turns out. Because I think a lot of people praise that movie a bit more because we got the Josh Whedon version first. First, right. Yeah. Because that movie, is, I, I'll be honest, I don't hate it, but there's nothing really significantly great about it either. You know, it just kind of feels like like, like a yeah, long. I thought, I thought it was like when I watched it. To to when I watched it, I thought it was just, it was just fine. It it was at least more cohesive because you have the full original vision all fleshed out, and it's four hours as it's supposed to be watched. But a lot of the little stuff with the characters and stuff, like the, I just didn't like that because to me, both the Josh Whedon version and Zach version. Either version, I don't even think those are good Justice movies as they are. I still think like the animated Justice, I can name an animated Justice movie that I think is way better than both of them. I think all the animated ones are way better. Yeah. But you know, either neither one is not my cup of tea. I Justice, but I I like I think there's good things in both and bad things in both. But I, both either one, I don't think are good mm-hmm. Justice movies. We should have got like that. I I remember that that Justice Mortals movie that was supposed to come out. Right, I wish we, that concept, the, the I one wish with we, the I one with we, Frank Miller. You know, my a friend of mine was I a wish, producer. I wish was it was an like a, a friend of mine was an accountant on that, and he was in Australia, and he worked on that movie when they were developing the costumes and doing everything they did, and then you know they pulled the plug because, uh, you know, uh, Christopher Nolan was like, "Hey, I got this take on Batman." <laughs> <laughs> so you know, that was his fault. It was amazing. It, it was amazing, but like you know. I wish we got that, but you know, Warner Brothers DC wanted powers. I Batman yet again. Well, if you're a new guy here, thank you for coming. Uh yes. Now, for personally for me, I'll just give you a little, a little tidbit. A lot of people say underperform and they try to use it towards money-wise. I think Batman a lot didn't underperform. Look at the aspect of underperforming coming from this. The Batman is a separate movie from what people have already accustomed DC to watching right now. And it's another new Batman actor after what? The other four years ago, which is at Ben Affleck. There's a reason why the money really wasn't there like they thought. But I think it did very well, given the circumstances. And if you look at, just look at it like Batman Begins. Batman Begins, Batman Begins came out, didn't make a lot of money. But fans and critics loved it enough. They're like, you know what? Okay, the money wasn't there yet. But we do a sequel, it's going to be there. And I think the next movie is about to be a million dollars. Because the, the the trajectory is just only up from here. Seven fifty well, that's pretty good. Well, honestly. let's well let's 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 just break that down just a little bit here. So it had a had a two hundred million dollar budget because it had shut down for COVID and had to restart back up. It right. needed to make four hundred million to break even. Yes. Okay. So the movie did three hundred fifty million dollars. And the excuse that I keep hearing is, you know, oh well, you know, it's during a pandemic. Is it well? Spider-Man No Way Home did, you know, uh, 1.8 billion. Uh, you look at the, you know, the Marvel movie here now is 450 million in five days. I, I, the, what killed that movie's money was mm-hmm. the run, the runtime. Because I think it that, was too long. that limits how many screenings you can have per day. And if the movie was a tight two hour and 15 minute film, which yes. it so could have been a two hour and 15 minute film it would have been tight enough to get in another show per day. And, and they got the China release, but the China release, people in the other sense go, people are like, well, it got a China release and to make a billion dollars. 
That's how you can tell people what the fuck they're talking about because China is actually on lockdown right now. So it didn't matter if they had a China release. It, it didn't matter if they had a, a China release. I don't think it played in Russia well, either. Yeah. But 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 let's I, honestly, you know, that the Russian people and the Chinese people don't really like black people. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. No. 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 This is this is fact. Yeah, there's true. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. So so when you have Commissioner Gordon's you know, a black character, like they, they don't like that stuff. I mean, it's just, that's just the way they are. Their culture is, they only see yeah, the people that they're around them. Batman, the black people just edited out. They are just gone from the poster material. I mean, you know, that's it's, a shame. I, it's a shame. It's a shame. Finn wasn't on the poster. Yep. And, uh, the yeah. China poster. But here's the, like my, my wife worked in international marketing for Sony pictures for 14 years. So she worked on the marketing campaigns for all the different movies. They were in charge of a $300 million budget for 85 countries. And you know, the, all the posters would all be translated into different languages and make sure they don't have words in there that culturally don't work, you know, or piss somebody off, you know? Um, and you know, the, every movie, no matter what movie it is, is altered, changed, edited, or the poster artwork to work with the country the best they can. So when you hear something like, oh, well, they cut this out in Saudi Arabia, they banned this movie in Saudi Arabia. They, dude, they do so much tweaking of movies that mm -hmm. the versions they see in other countries just aren't like what, what we're it's seeing. It's not really the same movie. Because there are so many cultural differences, you know, and that's just the way it is. The Batman should have done the money. It should it should have brought. A oh, I wish it dollars. did a billion. I I wish it did a billion. I'm not mad that it did 750, but the next movie for sure has to keep going up. Like it needs to make a bill. Next movie has to like it can't get nothing lower than 750. And it, it, it can't. And 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 again, like and I've said this before, when Matt Reeves turned in his original screenplay, you can go back, you can look. There were articles written about this. Yeah. Warner Brothers read the draft and was like, "There's no action in this." As well, he's a detective. He's doing his thing. Now, the comic book people get that because that's what Batman did. He was always right. in the shadows. He'd talk to himself and all this kind of stuff. But they said, you got to put action sequences in here. And that's why I feel like the action sequences we got, the car chase, because in, in all reality, the car chase did nothing for the movie. Uh, uh, the, it, it did nothing for the film at all. There was no point to it because the penguin, it you know, running away and all it like it 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 was basically the action sequences we saw even the third act because the third act was really weird with going to the, the and having fighting the guys that was all the notes from the studio going you've got to put some fights in here and I do a car thing with the batmobile and those were that was studio notes because if you took out the action sequences you'd have a two-hour movie or two hour and 15 minute film but yeah when you put the action sequences in there, that's what the studio wanted. That's why all the action sequences were played in the marketing campaigns because yeah. people were like, no one wants to see Batman walk around with a spyglass because we've oh, trained yeah, yeah, the yeah, audience. Yeah. We've trained the audience to watch the action and to right. see Batman do cool yeah, things. And gadgets. And movies that the general audience has seen that the ones they like all had yeah. action. And I feel like when when Matt Reeves even said during the publicity stuff, he said, "There, this is my director's cut. There's no Snyder cut. There won't be any extended anything. This is my cut. That's why it's three hours long is because he the original cut probably wasn't up to snuff. And they were like, dude, you got to you got to do this, that, that, that they gave him the notes. They told him 
there's no action. And when I heard that the movie had no action in it before he even went into production and they asked him to do rewrites, I was like, there's a problem with this film. There's going to be a problem with this film. And, and again, like, I think like after they saw what happened with Joker, uh, they were like, okay. Cause you know, the Batman's original budget was like a hundred million dollars. It only yeah. got to 200 because of COVID. Yeah. But I think what happened was the the Joker was pitched to them. Taxi driver, you know, meets the King of comedy, which were two movies that Robert, Robert De Niro were both in both directed by Martin Scorsese. And they said, and we'll put the Joker in it. So that gives you the vibe. And literally they ripped off the King of comedy. If you've ever seen it, go watch the King of Comedy with Martin Martin Scorsese directed, Robert De Niro starred in Taxi Driver. It's those two movies combined with the Joker in it. So then Matt Reeves comes along and he says, we're going to take Zodiac and we're going to take Seven and we're going to put Batman in it and it's going to be a sleuth thing. And they were like, well, we just did this with the Joker and it brought a billion dollars. So, okay we'll do that movie. But then when they saw the script turned in, they were like, there's mm-hmm. not enough action in this. Batman's different from the Joker. Cause the Joker is a psychological thing. Yeah. But we need the Batmobile. We need gadgets. We need to see him, you know, fly or do something like in Batman begins when, you know, just, but just this a time bit more. you, you, you need to expect. That's why when I, when I, when I reviewed the movie and I, was, I, I even said it in my review, I love the movie. I love it. I said in my review, Matt Reed with the marketing team, not Matt Reeves, but the marketing team, spoiled majority of the, the action yeah they made yeah. and i was like and even uh me and emma scan group we was talking like you know they showed a lot of action and i we hope they didn't or there has to be like a secret action scene that we haven't seen that's gonna yeah, yeah. Talks about that's the money shot like the like the like a, a warehouse scene type of thing not saying it had to be just similar but something right. of that spectacle outside of movie that we don't know about in the trailers only other action is when they fight the very end of the movie. That's it. There's yeah. one, the only action in the movie. Yeah, yeah, that's what I really didn't get spoiled was the final, the final, the final action. If I the final action scene and the car chase scene and oh, when he beats up the guys in the yeah, but we already know that he's gonna do that. Right. We already that's the first shot. And, and that's why, even though and 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 this why this why I say people for the Nolan trilogy really bash for the action and stuff. But even me for Nolan, Nolan I th- I even think the Nolan trilogy had like more spectacle than. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the plane it's sequence movie. with Bane and the Dark Knight Rises in the beginning. Oh, Are you kidding me? A dark I, like people bash the action of the movie. So it's really, it gets better in the Dark Knight. In the first film, it was a lot of jump cuts and stuff. But in the second movie, the action gets a lot better. Oh, yeah. I that mean, scene, when the Joker comes in and he fools those guys, that's like one of the best opening scenes I've ever seen. That, that oh, was, and also, also the, the scene when he was in China, when he flew in, he was taking oh, yeah. the cars and stuff. Then oh, he yeah. Got hooked to the plane and then just, <laughs> I was like, this is like, this is, this is. A lot bad. of people say the Nolan films had no action are just like actually blind. Like, what movies are you watching? They were like 24 7. It's like, that's not going to be possible anyway. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think the they thing- was only focused on like the punching and the kicking when like there's a like the the with the, the scenes of the Batmobile, the uh the bat pod going around the truck and flipping Jeez. it and then he hits the wall does a little spin and lands on it i was like yeah oh dude i mean and and, and if you think about when he in the batman begins when he fights the ninjas to escape with yeah. with uh yeah. you know uh, to to escape with raz al ghul not realizing he's saving his life not realizing he is the raz al ghul i mean you know and even the spectacle right. like like with scarecrow when when he hit him with the gas and like the batman turned into that, like that <laughs> demon with the with the mouth you know i mean dude that stuff was crazy and yeah. i 
I like those movies. I uh, the thing that that bothered me with the Batman again, it was just like um, Batman always seemed to had to he had to go back to the crime scenes to figure out what he missed. And if you're supposed to be the greatest detective, and even though you're 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 two years in, you think he would have been a little bit more perceptive uh, uh, than what he was that he had to keep going back. Uh, to figure out the clues and then you know the guy getting killed with the carpet thing and then realizing it's the carpet at the end and he pulls it it just a lot it of was weird that i saw it was the same thing with um batman year one that animated movie he has it's very similar to this movie too he's a lot of starting out issues but but that you kind of appreciate because if you watch the other batman products you go like okay now i appreciate this more with this movie i helped the sequel picks up on things he was weak at and they improve on them that's how much the sequel's gonna be tested by because a lot of people want a like big hulking Batman that just knows how to crime fight perfectly. Just blind no, I, I don't think we needed that. But I mean, like, I feel mm-hmm. like even like Andy Serkis, who is like an amazing actor, not just just was, doing the motion I, capture. I he, he was, was completely Alfred. wasted in the film. I, and then I, I think I was like, Alfred's not good in this movie. Dude, he wasn't even like in yeah, it like, to really was, help him. And then I feel like what killed it for me was uh, like he gets blown up. Alfred, he's in the bed. He finally comes to out of a coma and (laughs) Bruce Wayne's sitting there and he looks over and he smiles. And the first thing Bruce Wayne said, now this is a guy that raised him after his parents had been murdered. He's been like his father figure the whole time. And the first thing he says to him is you lied to me, not, Hey, are you okay? All right. Look, you know, it's like, there was no, it was just all nope. about me. it was all about well, me well, and, it was all about well, me and, and that's and and that's why that's not with this version that's why before it's coming out i was very iffy about the bruce wayne and the batman right and it was blended together it was he was blending it and yeah, i think I, in that I, moment and i think in that moment he, he he has let batman become so much of bruce that bruce is um bruce as himself was so detached from like bruce that's why I hope in the next movie, you know, this is why I think, you know, so many fact like uh, Alfred's dealing with the company and Bruce does not deal with it. So he has more time to be Batman. I think in the next film and they're the way they're leading up to it, like with the mayor and stuff asking, you know, letting know like Bruce Wayne's not doing enough. Once he starts to be Bruce Wayne actually and gets involved with the company more and be Batman, I think it's going to get, you know, so much better of an evolution. I, I, but think, I, but I do agree with, the, right. with, your, with, your, with your critique on the Alfred thing, though. I was like, well, I, mean, I think, I think that you're right. Thing, but I do understand why he was that way. I think you're right. But again, I think the audience has a certain expectation when they go see a Batman movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That if you go too far off uh, mm-hmm. one way or another, it, it'll just, you know, people are just going to be like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I'm glad, you know, they didn't rehash the the parents getting gunned down and all that kind of stuff. Like oh, we didn't need God, to see yeah. any of that stuff. But yeah. also like making Batman's, making Thomas Wayne out to be a bad guy kind of sort of hired, you know, Falcone to do a hit or just rough up a guy and end up killing him. I'm just going to think, I like that. They confirmed that. I like that. They confirmed that he didn't know that Falcone was going to actually kill the dude. Cause if he, cause this thing, if he knew Falcone killed the guy and Tom, I was been like, well, I mean, because again, it, it, like it when it would have, it would have literally gave me BVS PTSD. Yeah, because like when it comes down to like uh uh, uh when Bruce Wayne, you know, it, uh, Thomas Wayne, I like I loved in the Nolan films where he was like, you know, when you fall down, this you get back up, and he was like right. this guy that wanted to save yeah. the city and all, and it, it was like wow, because that if you rip that guy away from him, 
that would upset somebody to go on a vigilante thing because this guy was nothing but pure. But then when you make him tainted, it's like, okay, so he, you know, he wanted to run for mayor. So he wanted to get a, like, it just, it didn't seem like it was in the character. And then the mother being in Arkham Asylum and she wasn't really, she was crazy and she wasn't this caring mother that guy. Trying to do something, he was trying to do something different with them. But it, it, in the movie, it feels like, well, well, I'm just glad he didn't go. This is my thing. I was okay with the changes because it any any other director would have took it too far. I'm glad really? he didn't even go. Like I'm glad I'm even though what he did, he still held back. Cause if he if he went to that point and said, and, and Thomas Wayne knew that that was an actual way, and Carmine actually got rid of the guy and he knew that because from what Alfred explained, he didn't expect Falcon to do that. He just wanted Falcon to rough up the dude. Yeah, like rough him up and scare him. No, I get it, but it just still, it's like, and you know, and then you know, I don't know. I just like, I feel like they were wrapping up in five minutes. Yeah, okay. This thing, I think he was delving too far into trying to be not not just different because like a lot of Batman things are just very standard. He tried to deviate a little bit away from the status quo of what Batman's parents are, and it, it does come off kind of weird. But I guess in that story, it works simply because. People aren't what they seem. It's kind of the movie's theme. Is people aren't what what they seem. That's kind well, of. Well, I I agree. Okay changes if you do it just a little bit. You go to like for example, like Superman standing there and letting a tornado kill his dad, and he can do something. It's like now you're yeah, that you, that you, one. You're not. That's not even Clark Kent at that point. I agree. Yeah, that that <laughs> like, went too far. That's the yeah. type of stuff. Like you're taking it too far now. Like that, people try to justify. Superman letting his dad get killed by a tornado is actually good for his character. People justify that are crazy. Yeah, that that didn't make any sense to me. Uh, but like you said, he, mm. Matt Reeves has a, an opportunity to do something really good with the second one. If anything, he's got to cut it down. He's his, like, a, yeah. it's got to be a tight two hour and fifteen minute movie. No more than that. If it's another three hour film, I'm not going to go see it. Like, I'll, I'll wait for. I wait for a video or something. What uh, villain did you want to see for the next movie? Because he was talking, Matt Reeves was talking about Mr. Freeze, and they do want to bring in Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves and Robin are both interested in bringing in Robin too. We've already seen. We've already seen Robin. He's in the movie. Oh, Oh. you know, it's like that. That that one kid that Daddy saved from that one gang. It's that's him. You think it's him? I guarantee it's him. Yeah, they've already shown him. They've already shown him to us. They showed us. Oh wait wait wait! You're 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 talking about the black kid, the, the, black kid, from, the kid from the skull gang that yeah. that that chose. Not oh yeah, to that's. I I don't know if if they're gonna do it, but I was I was I literally said in my review that that character specifically the 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 way Batman was just looking at him had focused focused on him. They, Dude, that that focus. I was like, he's gonna be in the next movie. He's going. Go. He, he probably might be uh, a informant for Batman. Like a little I already stick. started following that actor on Twitter. So you sh- you should too. Oh, because he, he's uh he he's currently Tim Drake in uh, Titans right now. Yeah, he's gonna be well, he's gonna be Robin, but keep, he's Tim keep, Drake. Follow, keep following him. The one thing you brought up, Sean, was the same thing I brought up, and people thought it's crazy. About it. I was like, Alfred wasn't good. He's uh, damn. The only other Alfred I think is just as bad as Andy Circus was the original Alfred from the '89 movie because I didn't like that Alfred either. But he at least offered something to Bruce, like you understand our connection. He this, was camp, it was camp. It was camp that way. Yeah. One. But at least in the 89 movie, I got why their relationship was like that because they're already older, they're established, they're they're kind of the dead, their thing is theirs. With Andy Circus, I didn't get Alfred Vice from even in the I did my trailer reactions. I said, I don't get Alfred Vice from this guy. Well, I don't yeah. in the movie. Dude, he was in the movie for three minutes. And that's a, not a, that's a three-hour film. 
and no Alfred's outbreak. in it for three I, minutes. I was like, that's that's not because people when people call us a masterpiece, you're like, okay, if you're about a masterpiece, Alfred is a very core Batman character. He needs to be in the movie. That's just no if, and or buts. And, and if Batman's not being trained by ninjas, and it's supposed to be Andy Circus who helped train him because he used to be uh MI6 and all that mm-hmm. other kind of stuff, you have to establish some of that. In a three-hour yeah, movie, if it's a two-hour movie, you don't have to. But if it's a three-hour movie, you have to show how he can fight. <laughs> yeah, because so this is the thing. I read, I read that prequel comic. I and I didn't use it. I didn't. I didn't use any of that in my review and stuff. Yeah, I left all that out. Like I know the context behind this Batman because I read that prequel comic, but I didn't use it in none of my reviews or stuff. You shouldn't. Or, uh, if if you're the general audience, you shouldn't yeah. have to read comics. To know what's going on in the movie. Oh, I totally agree. I totally agree. Heard that. I just personally read it for myself. Like I, like I didn't. For me, I wouldn't recommend anybody read it just to read it to read it. But I read it because I was so like it. Because once I saw that second trailer to Batman, I was like on board with what was going on. First trailer, I was kind of into that. Second trailer, I was on board. It's like, yeah, let me check out this prequel comic. I'm, I'm, I, let me see what's up. Yeah, no, yeah. no, you're, you're fine. Dude. We got about eight minutes anyway because I wait, wait for the guy. We have about eight, eight minutes. So I want to ask you this, these just very last parting things about the industry. It's like, what do you think are like just the common misconceptions around the industry now that go on like social media, like big ones that you hear? Uh, misconceptions? You mean just about the industry as a whole? That that we have yeah. any uh, that we as crew members have anything to do with the creative aspect? So, like like for example, uh, and I'll just give you um, you know Swamp Thing for for an example. The people that made the creature suit put in one hundred and fifty percent effort, and it was amazing. The sets were amazing. Everything was amazing. But for whatever reason, the people above had to make the decisions that they made, and you know, and, and, but a lot of people will blame, it's kind of like, um, Batwoman. I know a lot of people hated that show, but the costumes look pretty good. The cinematography was really good. I mean, you know, it's shot in Vancouver. So they, they, they constantly crank out great stuff, especially a lot of the CW shows are shot very, very well. The crew kill it all the time, but they're, the crew isn't in control of the story. They're not That's, in the writer's room. Yeah. And so when people trash shows, they have to remember that every one of these shows has like 200 crew members working on it. And if there's anything I can say is that they can say, you know, the, 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 the everyone brought it, but the creatives, they're the ones that screwed the show up. So we have to thank the people that made the content, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's not the their fault that the writing was, you know, uh, had, had any kind of agendas or anything or whatever, you know, it was just, just campy writing like people for, you know, you, you can't always have lightning in a bottle when it comes to a television show. It's yeah. it's very hard to create a television show and make it successful. Same thing happens with movies. A lot of people going expecting like a lot, a lot of people go watch a movie and they'll go like, Oh, uh, well, was that, was that as good? Their friend will ask them, was that as good as Jaws? No, because Jaws is a masterpiece. One of the greatest ones ever made. You're not going to always watch that every time. It's right. very rare that happens. Masterpieces are actually generally very rare in general within filmmaking. But if it's there's, like, if, if there's one thing I could just leave you with is just that like everybody that works on these shows puts in 150% and right. they show up for 70, 80 hour work weeks and, and the director kill, gets they, the credit. That's crazy. They, isn't that? They kill it, but but you know it's like when when a show gets canceled, two hundred people lose their job. I hate that. Yeah, I I hate that, dude. That's you know, 
Mm-hmm. And and so those are things that I just wish the people when they critique stuff and they go mm-hmm. at stuff and they just oh yo I hate this it's woke and all this kind of stuff like we get it we work on this shit like but we know when we're making a prop or when we're on set and we're on location and their special effects is making it rain and and you know tanker trucks are being brought in with water like we're doing everything we're asked to do yeah but that's why everybody that's, that's- shits on everything and it's like it's not. It's not our fault. It's someone else above us, you know? That's why I think with move like when I look at movies a lot, you know, I like to look at everything, like the score, the stunts, yeah, all that. Yeah. A lot of people, a lot of people don't look at all those factors. They like either focus on just the story and then let that just destroy all the other good things about the movie. Like, you know, yeah. like for example, you know. I, I'm not saying these movies are good. She was using it an example. Transformers movies. The stories have been ugh. Yeah, I stopped There's watching blood, after blood, I think blood, the blood, third blood. Transformers. I don't even know how many they've had now. I, I quit watching after the third one. They, they, they have they have too many that are not good. But even even I can look at Transformers and go like great visual effects, great sound, solid score in a lot of the stuff. Wait, but, know, but, that, but that's all I can get. But at least I can appreciate the other aspects of it. And I don't think people do that with movies in general. I think people no, they just they just try completely to just shit look on at things. everything as whole. Like you know, because yeah. I was I was I was literally just watching this video today from a Corridor Digital. Not sure if you know about their channel. They uh, and they and they take stunt people and camera coordinators and they just react to great stunts and uh, CGI movies and stuff. And they, awesome. did a, okay. and they just did a video today about a stunt woman reacting to stunt women doing stunts. And I was like, and I looked like the video, gave it a like, and I looked like a lot of stunt people do not get credit. No, they don't. Industry. Like a lot yeah. of people working these movies do not get credit. It's like this is, this is people focus on just a director of a movie and forget. Yeah, that's what I want to talk about. There's all the other people that made this. It wasn't just the director that did everything. Or, uh, we had out is it's just like a football team. The only person that gets credit for winning a ring is the quarterback. Look at right. the only person that the director. Did. So the director did everything in the movie. You gotta go like ah, that's bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> that's totally hey, bullshit. Hey, look, I, I'm I'm waiting. I'm waiting for us to get that god tier director that can do everything on the set. <laughs> <laughs> well i'll tell you what i mean for that director to come the, well the one god director is james cameron because he started in special effects and yeah. making miniatures and doing things and he worked in every department so when you get on a set with james cameron he knows how to light so you can't tell him it can't be done or you know and and that's where like uh when he did titanic uh b- the way the cinematography union works is you have to have a cinematographer on set even though james cameron's directing he'll take the camera away from the cinematographer put it on his own shoulder and shoot the stuff himself right. and the cinematographer or or the like the the first camera operator they'll stand against the wall smoking a cigarette but they but they have to be there because that's a unionized position like you have to have that guy there even though james cameron's shooting everything because again, like if you can't yeah. think cerebrally like James Cameron, he'll take the camera right from you. So Michael exactly. Bay is the same way. Yeah, Mike and people always shit on Michael Bay, but he I always respect him. He does a really good job behind the camera. He, behind the scenes, oh, he's a, a fantastic Dude, job. My, the thing about Michael Bay, uh, you know, and not to go off on more tangents, but Michael Bay knows what he's doing. And when you go see a Michael Bay movie, you know what you're oh, getting. Get. Like yeah. he, he knows his he knows his niche. He knows he he's not Spielberg. Explosions. 
Yes, if you go into a Michael Bay movie, you know exactly what you're going to get. And if you're a fan of Michael Bay stuff, is because you like shit blowing up and cars flipping and you like cool stuff like that. So, it's like Sean, same thing. I have to do that for James Gunn. Like at first, at first when I watched the Guardians movie, like there was a lot of it, parts that I didn't like. Overall, I still think it's a good movie. Yeah. But then, you know, I didn't like how much of his style bleeded into the MCU and stuff and like overall affected a bunch of other things. So when Suicide Squad came out, it was trailers come for the Suicide Squad. And I was like, you know, I'm just I'm just I, I'm, I'm going to just fully just give myself over to James Gunn and let and just take this ride on James Gunn's roller coaster and see where it takes me. And yeah. once you just accept it for what it is, you're. Like I said, I, I like to I like to I, I I like to set myself I like to set myself up with better I like to set myself up for these movies now. Like you know, set myself up properly instead of going in and trying to expect something that I know I'm not going to get. Like yeah, it's like movies, when like it's, with James Gunn for super movies, you're going to get a comedy superhero movie. I come like, to accept it. I come to accept it. That's his at, style. After Fast and Furious three, I literally have to suspend you know, disbelief in my head, suspension of disbelief when I walk into a theater for that. Cause after the, I don't know which one it was when the submarine comes through the, 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 the ice and then the car jumps over the submarine. I was like, <laughs> that's what I, think it, I, I, I gave up like, on the fast movies. I, after it, that's it was seven. I was done. I signed for them in theater. Cause we're going to do a, a project for it next year when the, before the 10th one comes. Cause I reviewed number nine. I told people, Hey, I know the story's not good. So you knock off points of the story, right? But you could appreciate other aspects of the movie. Like, yeah, I mean, the, the fact uh, that they they build these cars, you know, to spec, you know, and to use them. I, I remember one of the Fast and Furious, they shot a lot of it in Atlanta, and I was on the studio lot that, down there and saw all the cars, and I was like, oh, this is badass. <laughs> they, these guys really soup these cars up, and then they have to make replicas of them to wreck them and all this kind of stuff. There's a lot that goes into those movies. You know, in this last one, I, I never didn't see it in the theater, but or didn't see it at all, but the trailer where it, it's like on it's on a bridge or something, and then it it hooks on a wire and flies around a, an island. And I was it like, so "Beautiful in cinema! Oh, it looks so good when he did that. That was ridiculous, yeah. but you enjoy it. Like that's the thing. I, I think you have to understand with movies like that. You, if you're doing reviews, you knock out points for story, but you appreciate the other aspects they give you. And I think mm-hmm. movies like that get that's called. I trash. did that. I did that for Kong going into it. Story, yeah, knock off the points because the story, the the like the story and the acting was kind of iffy. I had a good time. The visual effects, the the fact that they prioritized the monsters over the humans is like so much, so much better things this time around. Yeah, I I I enjoyed Uncharted because I'd never played the video game before, so I knew nothing about it going in, and I was like, well, this is fun. This is yeah, fun. This yeah. is this is stupid I, I, fun. If you if you like it, you probably shouldn't play the game. Yeah, this is the thing. Uh, I dropped my Uncharted review today, and me and Mitt Cole, who was here, he was trying to say it was a, it was trash. I was like, this is not trash. Oh, I, I actually I enjoyed what I got. I agree, it had issues, but it's not. People act like every movie they watch on is like fucking Catwoman. It's like no, I, it's, it's, I, like, I thought well, the camaraderie between the, Mark, game, so the like, camaraderie a different look at it. Yeah, but the camaraderie between Mark Wahlberg and Tom Holland was really good. I was actually really good. I enjoyed it. Like I, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was fun. It was fun. And so guys, 
that that is it. We're gonna wrap up in thirty seconds. We had a great show tonight with uh, Sean. You know, letting us know the secrets about the industry, and he's gonna invite me to a red carpet premiere of his new movie coming out very soon. MSK things inviting on these official people is gonna get him into red carpets. We know MSK's tricks and his plan. Everybody, why he's doing this? He's trying to get on the red carpet. Yeah, this is the thing. Uh, I have Joyce, I have uh, Ana de Armas's on number on speed dial right now. I, I could call her. I'm on my phone right now, so I can't call her. Obviously, but I know else. some people. Um, <laughs> but uh, I've been to some red carpets myself. Um, yeah, I've seen your movie red carpet. I'll bring my wife. I'll bring a Kada. I because I knew you, you can invite. Oh, wait, wait, yeah, Sean. Quick, quick question. Like super quick. I, I've been one at. Are you? Did you work on any Supero films? Are you going to be working on any in the future, possibly? Uh, no, I mean, I, I just no. It's, it's whatever, whatever comes my way. Whatever my bosses see, I get hired by department heads. So if they get a job, I get a job. It's like that, you know. Okay. Um, uh, a, a lot of the superhero stuff's been shooting in Atlanta. Yeah, you know, it's too far for me to go there. They don't, they don't put you up in hotels, so you have to work as a local. So I'd have to pay my mortgage here and then Ooh. go rent a condo there, and it's like it's just financially it's just it's it's really hard you know yeah. unless it's a movie like indiana jones where they pay for you to go from continent to continent to film mm-hmm. you know i i don't get those opportunities uh you know i i almost worked on iron man 3 but didn't and uh i haven't you know yeah i haven't worked on a superhero movie yet um i could have worked on your bucket list a couple of things but it again it's just it's only a matter of time because uh, yeah it's only a matter of time yeah, unless, unless somebody sees one of these videos and goes, did he just say he leaks stuff sometimes? And then, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah. So if I have to, if I have to invite a plus one, I am not inviting Kada to my red carpet premiere. <laughs> like, do you have any DC scoops? Just, just begging for DC scoops. Oh my goodness, he's gonna walk up for like Jeff Johns. Like, well, hey. I- Batman too. <laughs> uh, look, guys, I've had a great time on right here, night. And then, all, then just real quick, I'd love to do it again too. So, you know, at some other point, you know, let me know. Yeah, uh, Whenever and, your um, movie gets done with uh, who you announced earlier, just come on and tell us about it, man. We'd love to hear how you guys got it done and everything like that too. Yeah, cool. Sounds right, good. See you guys later. Goodbye. Have a great night. Uh, follow Sean's YouTube channel right there. Uh, KDOT, don't subscribe to that man. He likes DC. And I'll subscribe to me. I'll subscribe to both. <laughs> I've already subscribed to you. Now I oh. got to get yours. Okay. All right, guys. Sounds see you guys later. Good night. Peace.